Ah, uh, we got 299 with the boys. It's 941. The pro am starts in the morning. We are on a rager. How's everybody doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm impressed that, that you really went for that. You, you did have one shot at that intro. Yes. I, I couldn't do it beforehand. <laughs> I was eyeing it. I was like, oh, kind of, kind of, I want to kind of get into this, but it I went perfect. Need to save it. Don't worry. I love it. I'm kind of disappointed in the toddlers in your household that this one wasn't shaken and we, we had a great oh, trip. Tr <laughs> trust and believe the amount of just liquid. She'll just like run up to me and be like, here. And I'm like, thanks i definitely needed a fourth bottle of water or another lacroix or just a beer i'm like i don't know how you have this but somebody wash this kid i don't know why that's neither here nor there speaking of toddlers being uh kicked around not that there's any toddlers being kicked around in this household um why does that matter it doesn't hello hi here and dory here welcome <laughs> I thought there okay. was a, a spark level <laughs> contender solid. Take. I thought that's where <laughs> I was going. That I was you, I was actively fighting my brain to not punch down like that because we just talked about like oh that's kind of weird like why would you do that? Yeah, well, you're not an Overwatch League team, so it's it's a little bit more okay. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. You're not a. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're all right. You, you can make a joke. All right, be, good, good, good. All right, far, but like you'd be okay. I feel okay. So this this is kind of where I'm at with it. Where it's like I'm much more interested in punching down on like piss poor performing Overwatch League teams than I am going like, boy, howdy, Trick Room. Did you have a bad tournament? Ugh, timeless, naughty, naughty. Also, did they even have a bad no, tournament? No, I mean, come on. I actually come don't on. think any of the contenders teams had what you would ever call a bad tournament. Not at all. Yeah. Definitely surprising. Definitely like good. I would say, well, maybe not good, but I, I'd say good. good. No, I'd, I'd say okay. actively All good. Right. That's fair. I like it. Yeah. And if you make chalk sweat this much, then like, I, I feel like you're going to succeed it. Yes. There were circumstances around that, but yeah, I don't know. I was, I was actually pleasantly surprised that some teams actually were competitive. I like, I think considering how like roided out of control NA is this season, I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. A little, a little roided. Jessica, how are you? Um, Doing good? All good, yeah. Uh, I Okay, first off, congratulations to you guys for your yes. uh, Overwatch League debut. I will say, I think like it's always great when that coincides with when you just get gifted the perfect play. And I also thought like the 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 Saints bait against the uh, Spitfire, you guys brought that shit home. Like I was feeling it. <laughs> that, that was some <laughs> Toby moment. Toby one moment. Yeah. Insane, dude. I just, it was like four fights, four moments in a row of just absolute insanity. Yeah, that 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 made you believe for a sec. Yeah, we actually, uh, just a, pe a peek behind the curtains, we actually had like a moment um, in that batch actually specifically where, you know, I was just so, I was so deeply invested in like all the analysis of like what was going on, why it was, why it was happening, everything like that. <laughs> mid, mid cast, I get a DM from Dor 
and he's like, "Bro, stop! It's all emotion now, dude. Just like let's let's just go for it." So, so, so that so we made that we made that pivot then, and I think that was going into Blizzard World where we we, we made that round. next shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was second yeah, round. I don't think I saw it until Blizzard World. Like, shut up. It was a good. It was a good call. I I think like that's gotta be like a. I I don't know if I want to say like the craziest play, but that's like definitely one of the plays of the event, if not like maybe a play I, of the year. Yeah, and then you have you guys the best bring map it so home. far. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you talking specifically like the boop, the the bait and boop yeah. off the side? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it on this. Yeah, I see it there. Yeah, oh yeah, my, yeah. that's different, man. You you went. It's funny. I was watching the the co stream as well, and they're having like the same motions go through their head that were mine. I'm like, it's like the previous <laughs> fight they weren't supposed to be able to have reset, and then there's just like four of them chilling on that dock, and it's just like, wait, they're just gonna stay back there, and then they get chased down like right as the other people are spawning in. It's like, oh my god, they're just gonna stay back there. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a wild one. Yeah, for sure. I think if anything, in terms of um, it's it, I struggle to call it an underperformance, but I think in in like preparation of this, I think like Saints had a serious shot uh, making it out here. Definitely, mm -hmm. and I think in that I, they maybe underperformed a little bit, but still, like this match turned out to be insane. And there's there's so many caveats to a lot of these performances, though, because there are teams that just are coming into this tournament in the group stage as a shadow of their former selves. I mean, yeah. To a degree, at least, right? Like, Saints are still an incredible team, but missing out on CJ, we brought this up on broadcast like a lot, but it matters. Like, CJ was a very integral piece for Saints and their success. And I think, obviously, Squid played fantastically. We can get more into that stuff specifically later, but like, you know, that kind of stuff is the case with a lot of these teams it feels like and a lot of people were talking about oh this is like start to the overwatch league season these teams have been playing for like months overwatch league just started that is just so far removed from what is actually reality and i think people need to like maybe reel that one back in a little bit mm -hmm. because that's just not true <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, outside of trick room who genuinely have been playing together for like the last four months but you know outside of that a lot of moving parts, a lot of, you know, caveats, you know, shock on upwards of 150, 180 ping people, mm -hmm. you know, getting moved around Valiant, obviously, you know, coming out of the under the ring with the steel chair, the ski masks are off. They finally have a roster now. And some of those are, you know, from other teams in the event. Like it's uh, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of, you know, lot of things it's it's a it's a it's an exciting time to kind of get back in the swing of things and get a first look at you know maybe your favorite team or like teams that you're interested in following um but you know is it the most you know should we should this be the start of the season is this the most de facto you know tempo setting rhythm setting uh event to the season yeah, i mean if you watch none. yeah if you watch football and you watch like preseason <sighs> This is the exact same thing. Don't go into it expecting to see, yeah. you know, all the good teams to go four and zero, and all the bad teams to go zero and four. Everybody's like, it's it's preseason. Like, just take it for what it is. It's fun. Yeah. It's it's a good, uh, you know, insight into what some of these teams' potentials may be, uh, and it's also a good way to, for us to see some, you know, other people that people may not see, like from contenders, obviously. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think there's a lot that has to be said around these games that isn't really able to be told in a best of three as well. Like yeah. 
the difference between a stomp and a close as hell two games was was very thin. Uh, and just by looking at the the brackets, the groups, like like Yurks was saying, it's not really going to be the best litmus test going into the season. But for some teams, it was a better litmus test than others, right? Uh, Mayhem coming through, I think, oh, sure. proved undoubtedly that like yeah, that that's definitely going to be successful. And how far is is a good question. Uh, Vegas Eternal, unfortunately, it probably means a little something for at least to the start of the season of the quality of play. Atlanta, mm. obviously. Uh, but I think uh, the the contender teams as well, the performances, despite the scorelines, despite the non-qualification, they only got closer. I, I think Herix and I agreed on the final day of broadcast, like Timeless over the course of the tournament improved a ton. Like for, from game one through game four for them, big difference. And you could tell in the match against Trick Room, right? Like they mm. were just another team. And so despite uh, the them not making it, a lot of them played extremely close and very well could have taken games uh, had they gone a little bit different right there are moments when trick room got to owed where if they just happened to yeah. win one sub map or make one less mistake on uh on antarctica all of a sudden like that's probably then qualifying right uh with how close it was in the tiebreaker but alas you know no dice did, did you guys talk last week about the um the the map type order did you guys? Because I didn't get to catch up. Because we went like right into, yeah, uh, you know, going straight into pro am. There was rehearsals all week, and then you know we worked three days in a row and everything. So um, I didn't get to see your guys' episode. No. Did you guys talk about that at all? The map. I types? don't think we talked about the map types. I knew that it was going to be a, a first to two, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know even if those were if the like the order was public. If it was, I wasn't aware. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, so I mean, it, there's also something certainly to be said about uh, the way that the the group stages function and the fact that they are control into hybrid into push. Um, and I I actually don't know what map four is. We didn't because that would necessitate a tiebreaker on hybrid specifically right. to actually come out. I would imagine it would. I mean, could be escort. It could just be go back to control. I don't know. Mm. Um, I mean, if I was casting this weekend, I would certainly know that but at this point i don't i just don't know but i think that certainly opens up some opportunities for some interesting things to happen when you're talking about going like one two three on control hybrid into push there is uh that is a that is a different uh beast i think than what most overwatch teams are used to uh facing Mm -hmm. i think it's also like you you slyly put it like this that you make this group stage um best of oh first to two because mm-hmm. i think you want to have a little bit more volatility in there yeah, some, upsets. Yep. some upsets like facilitate that a bit a little bit more i get it from an organizational point of view as well because like let's be honest having like a, a first to three would really like to make those games versus time yeah. or something yeah like <laughs> that not not just because of the stomps, but also just the production day just gets ridiculously yeah. long in comparison, yeah. right? So that's at that point, you have to almost think about like either having one more broadcast day. Maybe that's not even enough. It depends, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Every time I see first to two, I got to shout out a land. Like a, it was like a random collegiate land that I was casting one time, and they had a Super Smash Bros. guy uh, do the rule set for Overwatch, and so they were doing first to two with a map pick ban system and it was so sick it was actually it was incredible 
and I pray one day that somehow that is just like beamed into the heads of Overwatch people so that I get to see it again because you can actually do it. Um, yeah. And I, I think it eliminates a lot of the volatility out of the uh, out of the first two and it makes things pretty playable for the teams. Map, map drafts have always been something as a, a something of a Christmas wish list item, I feel like, maybe back in the day. Yeah. I think, was there not like a weird like third party tool that like some yep. alien wires used to use? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we also used it um, back in shit, 2016, 2017 for mm -hmm. um, Academy Gaming. Wow, I should have been able to access that in my brain way <laughs> faster than I did. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was a tool. I don't know if it's still active. It's, it's, I can't imagine it's updated. Um, yeah. But yeah, there, there definitely, there was actually, there was two tools that people did for map drafting, and it was used all the time in scrims, and we also used it in officials as well for um, broadcasts. Like, I've, I've played with it, and I've casted while using it as well. Yeah. I think for BO5, it's less necessary, but for BO3, yeah. I, I would love to see it implemented. That way, you just, I mean, you just got to get out of the map pools that might favor particular teams. Yep. And it opens up, like, an, another thing, that, like, the desk and, you know, Casters, like you guys can obviously talk about, you know, like map drafts and like over precedent, you know, over the metas and all, all, all through the history. It's it's just mm -hmm. like another like little level lever to pull, um, that you know can get people bought in and get people talking because obviously you know Group A obviously having a, a crazy start to the event. But before we get too hastily into that, before we get into the fun, uh, we do have to thank our patron producers. So episode two ninety to eighty nine, uh. Is it 289 or is it 290? I don't know. 289, I, know what it is. I think. I think yeah. it's 289. Wait, why um, do I know? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You want to host this? Tough. You want to host this? So, yes, thank you to whatever episode it is. Uh, thank you to Battle Crab, Refined Bean, Bronze Babu, Hell, Picasso, Chris R34444, Kasha67, Lotion, Porkchip, Sammy, Rexane, Unequaled King, Volamelon, Sugar High, and our YouTube members, I am DRW, bro Brother, Adam L, Sagi Fumi, Ice Him Jello, Fire Element 6, AK, and Chris R. I see the talk of the town. Is Trick Room upsetting the San Francisco Shock uh, pretty early in the event, right? Uh, two one, I think it was. Obviously, like, what a what a crazy story. You want to talk about like just fun upsets? Obviously, it's the preseason. How can you not talk about this? Like, I know I've been getting a little some some side DMs from Herex every once in a while talking about Trick Room, but like, was <laughs> was this expected? Was this? I know Malfell's on, you know, some interviews talking about how they're going to eat them up, but like, what was your guys' kind of takeaway from that? I thought if anybody was gonna was gonna do it, it was probably Trick Room. Uh, of the the three teams that we saw, they were just the most volatile uh, coming out of the qualifier, and so to see them day one, uh, mm. yeah. I mean, I was already pretty high on them. I actually didn't realize how high Herix was on, on Trick Room going into it, but yeah, th that team clearly has the the coordination and synergy kind of uh, above what you would normally see of a top contenders team. Mm. And while they may not mechanically be able to outperform a lot of the Owl players against a San Francisco Shock that uh, looked like they were all blindfolded and peg-legged, yeah, the, the coordination is going to be more than enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm same boat, actually. I mean, coming into it, a good um, one. when we when we had a... <laughs> nice. I actually didn't do that on purpose. Now I just realized I did that. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> 
but yeah, coming coming into the qualifiers, I was on. I, I'll I'll be honest, I was a, a lot lower on Trick Room than obviously a lot of us ended up. Sure. Um, when they wound up making it as far as they did in the qualifier, um, and looked as good as they did all the way through. I mean, there wasn't really any situation where, from the first time that we set our eyes on them, where we were like, "Oh, this is a fluke," because it, it genuinely like it was just really solid. Everything was cohesive, and they knew exactly what they were doing in this meta. And I think. To a large degree, it looked as though they were kind of the pioneers of some of the aspects of what we were getting from a lot of other oh, teams in, in some cases as well. And we it, it was made obvious at some stage later on that that indeed was kind of the case. I mean, that's just the nature of playing for, you know, three, four months longer than a lot of the other teams have. Um and that was the case as well last year with Wisp. Uh, it was kind of similar situation where that team had been playing, you know, throughout the entire offseason. Mm. Um but um, you look at this one coming in. I, I'm glad I actually wasn't on last week because I probably would have predicted Trick Room, and unfortunately, I would have fallen short on that prediction. Um, just for this, the, the sake of the fact that they brought something uh, unique to the table that, and I think Custom mentioned this a little bit uh, on the desk as well, that they are one of those teams, and there's another, there's another couple of teams uh, from Contenders as well that. It's just a question of whether or not Overwatch League is ready in this moment. Mm. Um, I think most people are going to say, and, and they would probably be right in saying, that Shock is a better team. Uh, holistically, sure. objectively, probably a better team. Um, not that they... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, like, in this moment, the ability... And I think this is, like obviously going back to what we talked about with first to two also just this being like a tournament like happening at the very beginning there's a lot of volatility that can happen and i think that trick room was a team that could play into that volatility very well with how composed they were and how ready they were for this meta and for this moment um and we also didn't see a lot of what we expected or what we could have expected rather i don't know if we necessarily did expect it but those jitters of being on the big stage going i mean think about being a, a contenders player and going up against proper and yeah. like some of these players that are coming out of korea that are like being touted as like the next like the next hemothies you know what i mean mm -hmm. like these are these are big deals and i don't think we saw trick room stumble and, and i think that's a big reason why people kind of believed in them but uh -huh. yeah i mean shock just didn't look like shock just yet. I think they're going to slowly become the shock that we think they will be um, throughout the course of this tournament and going into the season. It may just take a little bit of time, but I think, you know, in that moment, it was just ripe for Trick Room to take over. Mm. I mean, it will also need a little bit of ping, right? Like if, if playing from Korea was playable, then we would have not needed Hawaii all these years, right? Like yeah. mm -hmm. it's... I, I think the ping argument on, on shock losing that match is super cope. To be honest, really? like it, it wasn't just like, oh man, I can't close, hit my though. shots. Like, like Trick Room's not a team that beats you by hitting their shots more than you do. You know, like Shock I mean, were just running around like with their heads cut off. Positionally, <laughs> it was a complete mess. Both yeah, and that's miles. not something that even like two hundred pings gonna do to you. Like yeah. half the time, half the team was doing one thing, half the team's just like off twiddling their thumbs. Like it was. I think the analyst has like it was hard to break down for them because you can only yeah. beat up on an Overwatch League team of Shock's caliber so much after a performance like that because it's so jarring from what you expect. But I no, I think they just played really badly uh, on day one, and yeah, it's definitely getting better. Like I, I think there you can talk about that all you want of like Shock should improve, but I think day one, uh, yeah, it probably made it harder to like just proper your way through things with the high mm. thing. 
uh, but I don't think they deserve the win at all. No, that's fair. I think, like, especially in a coordinated way, I, I, I also just wonder how serious they take this, and then they realize, oh shit, we're like, kind of, we can't outmuscle this and like have fun or whatever. <laughs> um, the other thing is like, it kind of makes me think because like, if Trick Room is the team that actually looked like they could legitimately get out. Um, and they were the ones, I think, with the exception of Boat, if I'm not mistaken, that like were playing together for the most part. There's something to be said about timing for this event, or like locking signings or something like this, right? Because uh, generally speaking, also just like thinking about next year, like teams in this current climate will not sign uh, players very early in the off season, right? They mm -hmm. will always. Mm -hmm take a long time especially the the teams that will end up signing like an NA and EU talent will late, wait as long as possible and then you know rip these contenders teams apart and you kind of take the ability <laughs> for them to rebuild and like find anything fun there right like or like you know really mount uh, an offense against uh, the all team so I, I don't know what what that means I understand like it's sort of like Framed as a preseason event, maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe it should be a talent exhibition uh, event where you close mm -hmm. down the signing window until after Pro AM, and it's like you're sort of like scouting window where you you sort of show these talents still in their right mm -hmm. environment, and then they pop off against teams. I'm not sure how how uh, motivated. Is this the valiant rule that you're discussing now? Is that what <laughs> yeah. we're going to do with that? The, <laughs> it's, it's the valiant, it's the justice, it's the, you know, like basically nobody has signed a six yet, like feel, seemingly. <laughs> so there are certain aspects here um, that just made it, yeah, a little harder for contender scenes to compete. And um, I think it's already like systemically probably the hardest year for contenders teams to be strong also looking towards in the west especially yeah yeah but but also kind of in the in the east to be fair as well <laughs> um so like i i think we just have to adjust timing or rule sets to um to that in order to give contenders teams the best chance because i i feel like in for the most part yes it is about like genuine competition but it's also showing off new talent, right? In some way, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, if we can facilitate that somehow with, um, you know, signing window closing or like timing of the event or something like this, or other clever, like I'm open to to other suggestions how you could bring that about where you can give uh, contenders teams a little bit more stability in order to compete. Um, I think I think something to the tune of like, hey, you you can sign a player, but their ability to participate with their team in the pro-am is an affected kind of thing. Um, mm. Wouldn't be too surprising. That being said, I mean, I don't think it affected at least the first two groups all that much. I don't think it'll affect the second groups too much right now. Like, losing CJ was probably the biggest hit that we saw of everybody. But I would argue that, at least rosters-wise, the, the biggest hit that we saw to NA contenders teams was just Odyssey failing to sign up. Uh, which put a huge wrench in things uh, in terms of the standings, in terms of who we thought was going to actually make it. Right. Yeah. I guess the other kind of talk of the town, maybe. Uh, obviously, Checkmate getting a ton of love with the Florida Mayhem advancing first in Group A. Um, is this something that you kind of expected to see? Did you kind of? See it? 
assume that Merritt was going to kind of take the spotlight here, Dor? I didn't expect Merritt. Like, Merritt... I think the meta is very much falling into his lap. The Cassidy is something that mm. he's just very, very, very good at. And when you invest resources into Merritt's Cassidy, it seems to just spit out more somehow. Um, but it's really the coordination with this team that looks so incredible. And I checkmate uh, came in for the interview and just talked about it pretty candidly, saying, yeah, we feel like we're working together a lot better. Our communication is getting significantly improved. And that's pretty much all you can ask for if a team is coming in with plenty of that same synergy from last season and saying hey we've improved on it and then just bolstering that roster with a meta that falls pretty well into their wheelhouse uh, yeah man you expect a big performance like this mm. so maybe it wasn't the the giga 4-0 that we got where they're just like trash stomping everybody but hey i'll take it they look great man great jerks any any big takeaways from am for you uh, well, for me, I mean, you, you probably know this and everybody probably doesn't know this about me, but I, I think you do that. I am a massive someone fan, uh, have been for a very, very, very long time. Um, I can remember back in, I, I, I think I actually brought this up on the broadcast very briefly that, um, uh, there was a mock tryout, got a year and a half ago, something mm -hmm. like that, that John did, um, huge respect for to John for pulling this off, by the way, it was a lot to uh, take on. Um, but uh, effectively, it was just a ton of uh, talent that had fallen out of Overwatch League or that were looking to get into Overwatch League. And it was just uh, a metric. Mm, not going to cuss to that degree. I, do you guys cuss on this? Is that a thing? Yeah, no, I think. Go ahead. Yeah, we're, we're you're good. You're good. OK, it was a metric fuck ton of players <laughs> from uh, from N.A. Uh, and E.U. or or rather E.M.E.A. Um, and it was just like a big kind of collective group of all these like crazy talent. Um, someone wound up coming over because John did manage to get some talent from um, both China. Well, just uh, various regions within APAC. So China, Korea, uh, Australia and, and the like. Uh, someone happened to be one of those players and um, came in, uh, was expected to kind of like need a translator for the most part. But I think communicated fantastically in English. Um, and we saw a lot of Winston. I actually just wound up following him around in a lot of his lobbies um, and sitting in on some of the uh, discussions like afterwards, some of the reviews and stuff like that. Um, I thought someone, and I remember I messaged out to a group chat we're in, uh, Joe, that uh, uh, I was like, someone like this is like, this is the player to keep an eye on for sure. This is the one player like coming out of today. This is the one I'm the most excited about um, because I was so like deeply embedded into. Uh, NA and EMEA at the time that I didn't get to see very much of someone uh, back in like 2020, 2021 when people were first starting to get looks on uh, on him. And uh, I, I thought it was unfortunate that in uh, 2022, we didn't get to see him become what I expected him to become. But it feels like this year actually is going to be the year where he meets that potential that I think a lot of people now are seeing him as having. Yeah. That's for that's for sure. And to to kind of support that point, I did a little bit of, you know, reaching out uh, prior, I think, to the 2021 season. It might have been I the, the covid years have got my brain twisted. Yes, but, same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember talking to Harrison specifically. Someone was like the name underlined a few different times. Like this is this is the guy to look out for. The comms are great. Everything, you know, a lot of what he just said, he told me and I was like, all right, I 
I guess I'll, you know, tell someone. <laughs> um, and and yeah, no. Uh kid kid is a unicorn for sure. And I think, yeah, like you're saying, a lot of people saw that last year. Yiska, any any mayhem love to give? Um, I feel like it's it's nice to see that Checkmate is sort of having his moment uh at the moment. Um mm-hmm. I think like for the longest time everyone like when I talk to other teams, even last season, I feel like everyone brought up there's two elite players on the mayhem, and that's Checkmates and um and someone. I think he almost already showed it last year. I still feel like there was this, you know, meme aspect of the season before we where they yeah. just put him in on uh on, on tank. Ryan. I think that's the something that that Albert said um they regret not trying him out on DPS earlier, right? So I think like this is almost slowly becoming his team in some ways um mm. when it felt like it should be someone's team and we we'll see how this uh, develops but um i personally didn't necessarily have checkmate as like you know an elite tracer on my radar as to you know be the guy that wins you the games against top teams right and i i feel like this is more and more mounting a serious offense where it's 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 a weird position for the man because in in some ways you think like they are probably like reasonably budgeted but that might not even be the case they just like picked up smartly but then again we yeah. we'll, we'll try to do the budget tier list but um i think they played this offseason very well uh, mm. in what kind of talent they were able to amass. They realized that um, there was going to be an influx of talent there. They played their cards right. I think, honestly, for I think Merritt even underperformed a little bit in aggregates over this uh, weekend. So, yeah. um, I'm, that's, that's a play I'm mildly concerned about, if that's just like a Soldier and mm. Cassidy thing. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Like if I think there are a lot of metas where this team is just like rock solid on, and uh, even Chorong, like um, I think that like after such a season he had before, where he came in like this as this hyped rookie, like mm. well, very well paid, and now is in that uh, position to play on a little bit of more of a underdog team, but you know, like maybe they shouldn't be. Um, it's, it's an interesting lineup for sure. And I, I think like, uh, while it is probably, we'll see, um, isn't exactly London budgeted. That's, that's still your team that could definitely like hit the top five, maybe a little bit higher. Even, right. Could that's, that's, I mean, you want to talk about like merit, maybe not necessarily having such a deep hero pool, definitely been a criticism, um, that he's kind of gotten levied in the past that being a little bit inconsistent, but you know, kind of playing on that 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 third DPS slot. Sonnet, granted, it was just a map. You know, there was there's some good there's some good shit there. I was like, okay, yeah. Brandon Brandon Finn coming in, looking looking all right. I was like, okay, all right. In theory, Sonnet should fill fill the gaps with his team pretty well. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a it's a big in theory thing, but if he's able to, it takes the team <laughs> definitely up a notch. Yeah, yeah, I think um. I think one of the main concerns that people were having when they were seeing that Mayhem roster like being announced in the first place mm. was, okay, how does it make sense with Rupal and uh, yeah. Sana in here? You know, what what are they you know bringing here to make it make sense to for this to be a mixed roster, right? Because that is gonna that is gonna offer up some concerns. 
uh, with regards to communication. Uh, I think a lot of those concerns have probably been uh, mitigated, if not completely thrown out at this stage, uh, given how well they did in their group. Obviously, we'll we'll have to see how they do when it comes time for the bracket. But I think they performed very, very well. Uh, Rupal was exceptional, I think, in literally every map that we saw. I mean, I would, I would have to go over it with a fine team with Comb to find some stuff, maybe, that uh, could use some improvement for the team as a whole. But, like, overall, I think Rupal played fantastically. And for, yeah, that one map, I think it's a good sign that Sana came in and was playing as well as he did on Tracer specifically. Now I think it's less of a concern of um, can Sana play for a lot of people. I, I think a lot of us that have seen Sana for the last couple of years didn't have that concern at all of mm -hmm. can he play. It's now when will he play? <laughs> and, and that I think is a question that obviously Mayhem is still figuring out as well. I mean, when we talked to Sana, it was uh, exactly the, that that was the case. That it's just yeah. a question of what and when, and that's it. I think there is a player that can fill the gaps, play that like whatever you want coach i'm here to learn it you know like sauna's certainly up on that list you know uh, definitely kind of sets them apart it's you, definitely one of those those criticisms that you can kind of levy against you know i know maybe yiska and i and maybe some of you guys maybe differ on this but like houston in a like double or like a hit scan tracer meta where it's like okay uh or maybe even like a, a, a flex hit scan or a flex tracer meta where it's you know maybe a genji tracer or an echo tracer and it's like okay well do we really want Merit to kind of goof around on the Tracer a little bit? We have Sauna. He's there. Maybe there's a Sombra meta, even though we saw Checkmate play that. Maybe Sombra, you know, comes in and plays opposite to Checkmate on this hypothetical Sombra thing. Like, it, it is, like you said, I think Dor mentioned this. Like, in theory, it makes a lot of sense. Like, it's it's it, it works. And seeing them not only trust Sauna to come in, um, but him actually, you know, perform well. And, you know, granted, again, it was just a map. Uh, he flew in that day, right? Torbash. Bring back a Rissa Torbash. <laughs> That's where we. I guess. I guess now it wouldn't be a Rissa. It would be like a Sigma Torbash. Yeah. But hey, that would be a perfect opportunity to bring back. Sure. Bring back Sana, man. Perfect opportunity. Yeah, and I feel like it was said somewhere that he flew in that day, and they just put him on uh, day before. Day before. Day before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's also very impressive. Just also implies probably not super. Uh, like a ton of uh, scrim time on at least. I don't think he had any. Yeah. I think he had. No, I don't think he had, zero scrim time. Yeah, zero scrim because zero scrims. Yeah, yeah. Hey, they talked about it in the interview. Tickets. We were making jokes about him unpacking a suitcase on broadcast. Like, actually, just fresh off the plane coming in and just dropping a, a heater of a map. You got to give it to him. Speaking of heaters, now I guess can make cringe at this. I don't know. Uh, Sugarfree did finally have a bit of an Overwatch League debut. I thought he looked pretty hype, but who should you know who's you mean Lenny? Lenny, sugar free, <sighs> speedily depending on who you ask. We'll have to we'll have to see. Uh Herix, obviously, you know, you've been I think the both of you have been covering him for a long time, but you know, coming up, waiting for the boy to to get his to get his dues, do you think he lived up expectations? I think that's, so. a, hard I, that's, I a, mean, that's a hard question to answer, I feel like. Okay. I, I think sugar free got a decent amount of respect he deserves. Like there's mm. a there's certainly a density of strong DPS players in that group in particular, sure. so it's hard to stand out, um, especially in the tracer realm. Mm. But Sugar Free, I thought, did at least make the mark. And now, especially after watching the uh, the Team USA closed trials, I'm just like high on Aspire because I just watched four hours of Aspire 
dumpstering kids. Uh, that's that's for another day. Aspire uh, didn't perform in the pro am the same no, way he, he did. did. I was it, like, okay, this, you got to sell me on Aspire because I did not care for him this event. No, it, like pro am, it wasn't there, and then he just like goes and is shitting on people and pugs for four hours straight. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening, but I'm real high on him right now. But it didn't happen in pro am, so I imagine Vancouver Titans find more success. If Aspire plays like he did in those in those trials and Sugar Free does. Yeah. But as far as it stands right now, like Sugar Free is very good. Is the rest of this team good enough to back him up and create wins? I don't think on a consistent basis, no. Mm. Based. Yeah. Joel. <laughs> you wanna <laughs> you wanna start calling me Lord now? No, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, oh, we, we were... you, you told me about this actually. Yes, <laughs> I have. I have Vancouver Titans. So for for those who you know don't know, even though I feel like we bring it up on like every show, but um, I do have a bet with Yiska, a Lord bet, um, that the Vancouver Titans will end the season in NA uh, seventh or higher, and the winner of the bet, the loser, has to refer to them as Lord for you know X amount of weeks, days. So. I technically am undefeated in Lord Bets. Thank you, Base Chengdu Hunters, for the uh, the season two uh, crowning of uh, your 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 one and zero Lord. Uh, but going from the group with the St. Louis Sombra into the group with just the Sombra, uh, Group B, Atlanta Rain, looking as dominant as I think everybody expected. Uh, is there really anything to take away other than maybe a lot of Ramatra? Yeah, they're just good. <laughs> they are kind of built like, different you, you huh? see this roster it's like i think they also did a pretty good job of choosing the right players to spend money on oh, right sure. uh with, with the likes of of lip and such i think feeler coming in is is really good um vigilante sick choice uh the only thing i want to know is like how much can this team improve how much have they improved like what's going on because gators mm. coaching in theory, language barrier should be like at least a decent thing, but they looked well coordinated and they looked well executed. If anything, I expected them to like try and come in and just beat people over the head with the mechanics yeah. stick, but they looked well coordinated. I'm like, for a mixed coach to to roster mm -hmm. uh, verbiage, how'd they pull that off so quickly? Or was it just a fluke? Are they just like actually just naturally playing that well together? And how much can it improve with the language barrier in coaching? I, that was 100% <laughs> a little bit of genius. Yes. Uh, that was 100% one of the big like criticisms that I had as like Gator and you know, this, this front office was building this roster. I'm like, bro, I don't know how your guys are going to like get like the big overwatch picture stuff in like review to like soak into like the player brains. And then they go and grab wizard young and it's like, okay, this makes way more sense. He's very, he's like very communicative, if not fluent in English. Mm -hmm. obviously has a ton of time coaching Korean players and, you know, working in Korea, uh, obviously Korean. Um, that's where I feel like a lot of that, that gap is being bridged on top of that. These are just world-class players. Like this is, this is the year if Atlanta's ever going to make it to a title, like this is it for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I just can't overestimate what, what kind of deals they got with yeah. specifically vigilante and stalker. Like now that now we're coming into the season, even just before pro am, like everyone's like, oh my god, like I can't wait to watch Stalker and Vigilante because like they've got the talent, but haven't had the opportunity to like really mm -hmm. show it off. And like lo and behold, they're just two of the best players. I mean, everyone in Atlanta is one of the best players that we've seen. So you can't say like the best if it's overpopulated by Atlanta players. But nevertheless, <sighs> uh, 
I think those two in particular, they add a ton to the roster. Mm. And I would imagine it's like, it's not a big spend for Atlanta. Uh, at least this season after each of them had some time to marinate in the league. Mm. So yeah, it's a, it's a well put together roster. And then it's also an incredibly strong roster. It's it's almost an embarrassment of riches. It was also so. kind of yeah, true. Kind of nice to see that uh, they incorporated uh, Hawk, like mm. that th this you know rotation that they're attempting there, especially like with the language barrier and everything in place. That that seemed to work. Um, the other takeaway I had from those games was like, yes, Proper is probably still your go-to favorite for MVP this season, just because he, he's Proper. But Lib has a serious shot. Like this is, this is definitely also the year. Like he's now on the, you know, on the uh, stage where you know, reasonably uh, more eyes are on now. And mm. if he can just deliver and like succeed in the stronger region, and also do it against proper more frequently, then that's um that's definitely building his MVP case. And I, I feel like that's a long time coming as well, right? Like this guy... Oh, for sure. I, I don't think there's a player that has been consistently as good uh, in the last... I mean, since he's gotten into the league uh, pretty much mm -hmm. and has kept that level of eliteness uh, for as long. So, yeah. Even if you nitpick and like the only thing that really jumps out is like the beginning of like the sojourn like heat train that like everybody is just running sojourn and like you couldn't really i think this was still like beta overwatch 2 so you couldn't necessarily like grind it on ladder that's probably the only thing on like shanghai you could really nitpick and be like eh, yeah sojourn back then wasn't really good but the second you know you give him some time he comes out and looks absolutely like just world beating just mvp caliber um and yeah like there's not much else obviously like being an astronomically statistic statistical monster when it comes to like tracer performances a couple years back sombra i don't need to explain it like yeah lip is a beast lip is lips timothy if we're gonna go back to that <laughs> I, I, I did in terms of like him players as well lip's got a yeah. really unique hero pool oh for sure uh, no that, that's probably the biggest tool that you've got because there's a mm. there's a million tracer players that can do it yes right at this point if you're one of the top eight teams you've got one of those tracer players and you're going to be perfectly fine the fact that lip has things in his back pocket like the the sombra and basically anything else that you might still want a player in his role to do i think mm. adds a lot of value to him no 100 and that was kind of like the, the big meme in like our little watch parties i was like guys i don't know like is it crazy to say that Pummy's the second best Sombra that is at this event like right now? Like this is no. kind of nuts. Like this kid's kind of broadcast multiple times. I'm yeah. like literally outside of Lip, there's nobody else who's doing this who's no. like putting any sort of specialization into such a powerful hero. And it's one of the like Shanghai running ball comp, right? Mm -hmm. Like why that works is because you have a Lip. Uh and then oh god, dude. I'm getting flashbacks. I it was uh <laughs> it was yesterday the day before I was watching the the USA World Cup trials yeah. and like oh my god. They played they played Ball Somber Tracer for two whole maps and I wanted to pull my organs out for two whole maps. <laughs> like I I have witnessed things that no man yeah. should see by Sombras in the in those games. And I'm like, oh my god, it, it like Pummy is literally the best Sombra NA. Yeah. Like I joked about it on broadcast, but there's literally nobody else. 
wasn't wasn't good last year and i don't expect it to be any of it that's that was what was so surprising um doing some like some of the like the vod review kenobi and some friends and uh the the community did a little bit of vod reviewing when it came to you know getting a feel for trick room and stuff and i was like yo yeah you, you know you're right you're gassing up this guy's sombra and like affected's got this ball and i'm like it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of good i'm like okay like these guys can, can play and it, they definitely showed up um but uh, to kind of get back to group B for a second, um, I did want to kind of open up this question because this was another thing that kind of had me stirred a little bit. Um, did we kind of overestimate Wrecking Ball a little bit here? Or, or did we did we sleep a little bit on Ramatra? Is that maybe just a dumb take from me? Uh, we definitely slept on, I think everyone slept on Ramatra. I, I think there was, there was some discussion in the qualifiers um, mm. towards the end that there was maybe some potential uh and this happened even after the qualifiers it was starting to ramp up a little bit as well but more behind the scenes that there was some opportunity to see some ramatra uh, but i don't think that anybody anticipated outside of like okay it's like it's it's like play week like we're getting into things and it's like right. okay now it's becoming more and more obvious um that ramatra was just a really really solid choice and i think a lot of teams fell into it um, for two specific reasons um, that A, uh, it is something that players that don't necessarily specialize in Rhine mm -hmm. uh, can can play and to have uh, a, a great effect on it as well. Um, and then B, the only time where you really want to be playing things like Reinhardt are on Reinhardt maps. And when you get forced to a Reinhardt map, the, the best thing that you can do if you can't mirror the Rhine is to counter it. And one of the best ways right now to play something similar that has opportunity to counter, I won't call it a hard counter because it just, I don't know that it necessarily is, but it has opportunity to counter because of the the way that um, Ramatra works with that kind of big tempo shift when you get Nemesis and Annihilation mm -hmm. and that, that stuff. Um, that you do have the opportunity to just say, okay, well, we're going to use this as a specialist map, and we're just going to bring in uh, our off tank, and we can have things like diva comps that work pretty well, um, and then we can have Ramatra comps that work very well as well on you know maps like King's Row is a good one, uh, Antarctic Peninsula is, is one that we expected to see more Ramatras mm -hmm. on as well. Um, that uh like it just it just works out well if you don't want to play the Rhine. Obviously the Rhine comp is still solid. Uh teams like Spitfire are gonna be probably continuing to prove that. Um but Ramatra is just a, a great example of a hero that went under the radar because it wasn't like it wasn't spearheading a meta. It just became yeah. like the the echo after after the fact. And then with Ball, I think there are still a lot of great examples that Ball is still very good and playable, but there aren't as many teams that are wanting to commit to it because you have mm. teams like Rain who could, but I love the Rain comps that they've been coming out with because that's the other thing. Rain, let's be real, wasn't playing like, quote, meta. Like, they weren't. They were playing a lot of things that were more attuned to what they play, where you saw things like, uh, what was it, Zen Bap comps. You saw that, Zen that Anna. That was a real comp against... Yeah. Uh... Saints is crazy. Yeah, that, Diva. That looks good. Yeah, D it was what? Diva, uh, like Hawk Diva, and then you had the uh, Lip Sombra, Stalker on Tracer, and then Vigilante and Fielder uh, were on Zen. And I think Fielder was BAP and then went Anna, if I'm not mistaken, but for the most part was on Anna. Was it BAP, yeah. Um, and 
yeah, you saw that you saw that Zen Bap coming up a lot. Like they even played it on Hollywood. Um, I think there's a lot more versatility to this meta than a lot of people gave it credit for coming both into qualifiers mm. and then into the group stage as well. And I think we're going to still see a little bit more of that um, going even into group C. Uh, we'll probably talk more about that, but there is a lot more diversity in this meta than people expected. And I think the greater community still expects. Yeah, that's for sure. Any anything coming out of the the sock exchange, Jessica? Anything? Are we are we a little bit more Ramatra favored, or what is what does the the universe say? I mean, does it really? I, I I'll be honest. Like I haven't kept up on uh, scrims just like during pro am, um, but like we'll we'll see a massive meta shift. I think sure, of course. Season start. So yeah. No, 100%. Uh, I mean, this is honestly, I think I don't even think it's a hot take. Like, the Reinhardt player is just going extinct. <laughs> it's, it's a tough yeah. thing to see, especially from someone who, who likes seeing it so much. Mm. But, like, I, I think it's a simple case of, like, Ram's fine enough and Rhine takes too much specialization. Yeah. It, it's a, a similar thing of, like, you know, we've got, we've got Winston comps, which are, like, for a lot of these teams, not too hard to get into, versus ball comps that require just like however much time and dedication to that specific composition. It's like, I think we got a lot of it in pro-aim qualifier because contenders just has Rhine players, right? Sure. But Overwatch League teams don't, they don't buy Rhine players right now because Rhine mm-hmm. players are too specialized. And uh, it makes me sad, but when, when Ram's going to do just as You're well. You're hurting just... best feelings right now, right now. I mean, <laughs> are, w- okay. better watch would that you, tongue. Would you call Ben best a Rhine player anymore? Maybe not anymore, but... Okay. I think the the way that he plays definitely is defined by the fact that he did play Ryan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even when we saw him playing other brawl comps like Junker Queen uh, last year, he was very much a Ryan player playing Junker Queen, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, going back to the stock market, though, I think it's just a factor of, like, there just aren't Ryan players floating around. Yeah. Like, the teams that can't play Ryan will play Ryan. Teams that can't play Ryan are just going to keep picking Ramacha because it's easier to shift to for their, for their tank players who are used to rotating cooldowns. So, yeah. yeah. And then uh, ball, I don't think was like over underhyped. I think teams just aren't good enough to play ball comps and don't mm. have good somber players. So it's like, why? Why yeah, would I do you that? Need both. Yeah, you definitely yeah, exactly. Both. You you need <laughs> a well, what seems like a perfect storm, considering that there's no good somber players available. Yeah, uh, and the then West. also yeah. a ball specialist. Like, nah, it's just. It's not where's not hacker a at by the way. For this, a is a great, this is a great moment for hacker to come Eesh. back. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, after last season, I don't know if homie just you know, I don't know. Overwatch, she doesn't go to this school. Eesh. Yeah, I, I, I he would obviously do extremely well, and it is kind of weird that I'm trying to like recall some of the the APAC VODs that I have seen or the Korean VODs rather that I have seen, and I don't know that they're also running a ton of Sombra. Still a lot of tracer, still some hit scan in there, some cast, some sojourn, but not not a not a metric boatload of sombra. But that's kind of well, we'll we'll have to see what that. I mean, obviously, oh, what was it? Korean contenders were running like hog for the longest time. <laughs> I I I don't I don't I, I'm past trusting the the Korean meta. Mm. I feel like there's so much cope of like oh my. Whenever there's a a lack of meta or like not not any pro play. Everyone starts pointing towards Korean contenders like, oh, well, this is what they're playing what are they over doing? there. Yeah. And I just think of that meme and it's like, thing, thing from Japan. It's like meta, meta <laughs> from Korea, you know? And I, I don't buy it. I, I don't buy that there's just like meta knowledge over there, some sacred forbidden like 
it ends up being some completely different thing from what everybody yeah, it's expects different. anyways. That's, that's the point, right? Like, I think APAC in general is like a, a region that I think we'll probably just see underlined again this year. Um, is is just not they don't I don't I don't know if they don't like it or if they're just like they're, they're usually later to brawls for yes, sure. They so don't, if it they, is a brawl meta, they'll be later yeah. to it because they'll typically mm-hmm. play things like dive instead. Yep, yep, yep. And I think just historically we've seen that they were very late to goats, and when they were goats, on junker, goats, junker I had well. wolf in my mentions, and I called the region geriatric, but you know that's what it is. <laughs> um you know it, it, it they're a little bit slower to adapt to it um i still think, I don't they think it's like, because they're dumb by the way i no, think no, no, it's no. just because they'd no. rather play it, dive. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <just> <laughs> I, I hate to like razor that down to like i just don't think they want to play ryan guys like yeah I think it's so, so simple. <laughs> they just don't like ryan overwatch um i mean it it, it's weird you see regionally different heroes come out yeah. like the same way na doesn't have ball or somber players mm-hmm. uh krcn generally doesn't have like may players yep. right uh, and so i think there's a little bit of a vacuum in regards to specific heroes that puts a handicap on them running particular compositions because of their lack of favoritism mm-hmm. uh in those regions yep definitely a big uh well i think yes was this not like a huge talking point like when we do or uh, what ball meta was it where we're just like oh yeah apex gonna be like so far ahead they got all the the ball practice and doesn't have all players like what are you gonna get? Like, there, there's the big the the regional divide is is very real. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of crazy. But uh, to kind of wrap up Group B, um, there's there's do we have to talk without, about them without punching down? Right, <laughs> obviously the Vegas Eternal did lose to a Los Valiant Los Angeles Valiant roster that was signed maybe an hour before. That is a little depressing. I don't know if I necessarily want to completely light the torch and throw it away. Um, hopefully, Vegas can get it together. Fingers crossed. Um, but Saints obviously advancing uh, out of the qualifiers in NA as uh, the top seed. Um, for you two, did this did this roster kind of live up to expectations? Obviously, there was some you know some shuffling going on. Um, but all in Taylor all, Valiant. Uh, Saints. Okay. Uh, oh, Saints. Yeah, yeah. Did they kind of live up for you guys? I think after losing CJ, this was what I hoped for. Okay. At the very least. I think Tree had a few slow starts. Like, this was definitely a team that had a lot of pressure on them to perform, and they were putting mm. a lot of pressure on themselves, unfortunately. Sure. Like, the uh, Trick Room was coming in. Uh, there was a region, reason they were in Mass Chat. They could not give two shits <laughs> about what was going on. And that was just their mentality. They were just here to have fun and play Overwatch. Sure. Yeah. Nobody expected and, them to get here. And Saints were like, we're going to beat the Overwatch League. We're going to show them that we can play. And, like, I think that's good. I think it's fine to have that competitive mindset, but boy, it's a lot of pressure to put mm-hmm. on yourself and then lose a player uh, with that mentality. So I, I think they did about as well as I thought they would, uh, given all that, and had strong enough showings. I mean, Spitfire's a, a tough one, right? Like, you, you really want to be able to take that over and like maybe be the team that does it, but mm. like I was talking about earlier, I, I don't think being necessarily the best contenders team wins you a qualification spot i think it did come a lot down to volatility sure and that's uh that's tough to have in a group where you have the atlanta rain of course you're you're basically competing for like that second seed um, exactly. I'm, I'm gonna give you this if they do keep cj do you think six make it out yes okay yeah i yeah i, I actually do because i 
they squeak past Spitfire and steal the spot. I think exactly. Like Squid, by the final maps that we saw him on, looked really good. Exceptional, but yeah. The first two or three games was a bit of a non-factor, and when you're talking about going from CJ, somebody who was like producing at least forty percent of this team's first picks, mm. like that is that is a really big difference. It it's hard to overestimate. Like you look at this roster, especially from a contender's perspective, and it is stacked to the brim. But Hurex and I have been saying it since day one. It's like if there's two people on this team that actually are the carries, it, it was CJ entry, and at least fifty percent of that. I mean, did it's just rough. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, Saints, to me, is a team that, like, they they kind of knew where they were going into it, I think. Um, I mean, we even had, I, I, I want to say in the final, like, the grand final interview mm-hmm. was, we were just kind of asking about expectations, um, and um, I could be wrong on that interview, but either way, we were talking oh, to right. them about on. it, um, uh, and we were asking them a little bit about expectations, and the and the the biggest note that they had was, well, if we have our support line, we expect <sighs> to do very well. Like top four right. would be where we're aiming um, in this tournament. Um, if it's not, then, you know, we're going to go there and do our best, but we'll have to see. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, not not to beat a dead horse, but like as well as Squid did. And sure. I don't want to downplay what, you know, the performance that Squid had, because I think Squid played fantastically. Agreed. There is There is an element... Uh, that was missing there by not having CJ. Uh, it's hard to define exactly what that means um, because it, it comes down to obviously just like the individual play potential um, that CJ can have. Uh, CJ has a tremendous amount of carry potential, um, but moreover, what it brought to the team and the, the level of synergy that this team had together, especially with Vega um, and you know how grounded they could be in, in each match um, you know, they definitely lost a little bit of that and then trying mm-hmm. to spend a little bit of time to catch Squid up to where where they're at and how they're performing, what their um, you know, objectives are, what their comps are. Um yeah, it you know, that that puts you a little bit of a step back and then you have to, you know, retake that. But yeah, they were already really close to getting a spot. I think, yeah. you know, people aren't giving them enough credit for the fact that they almost got out of a group that featured rain and spitfire and let's be honest spitfire is a good team let's mm-hmm. let's not downplay the spitfire um so i think that is a great job i think you know coming in and, and going 2-2 in a in group b with rain just in general with rain i, I think there's a lot to be proud of for there uh, for them mm-hmm. for sure it also makes it all the more depressing to watch i think cj underperform on the valiant as well I mean, I don't think it's a an environment where you're expected to yeah. to do well. So I like like you. There there are a million ways to cope about this, right? Uh, with everything that's being said that's going on or whatever, like all the just jank shit with the valiant. Yeah. Um, you can't expect him to do well, but Speak I am mind, sad or... because we <laughs> we have laid out the red carpet and tooted all the horns for CJ, and uh, he just wasn't given the tools to to have that that first day that I think he deserved. You know. I, th- I still think Seeker and CJ will likely have their moments this year. Oh, yeah. I, I, in time. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope so. I, I mean, um, let's be honest. If the Valiant are going to crawl out of a hole and you bite... I feel like Dan Campbell to any NFL heads talking about like the Detroit Lions coming into like last season. 
the same way that I feel about the Valiant, where it's just like if if we are gonna bite a kneecap off and then bite a hamstring and then grab your arm and rip that off and like just tooth and nail every single game, it's gonna, it's gonna be fight off for it all. Yeah, yeah. If if they are gonna if they can get to that point, it's gonna be off the back of Seeker and you know CJ. Ooh. Again, like you talk to anybody in any contender, CJ is definitely a name up there. Seeker last year showed you know he could compete on Boston a little bit. Again, not a team that you know, necessarily gave him the utmost opportunity to, to yep. perform. But when he did, there was, there were some things to like there. It wasn't completely, you know, uh, right offable. It wasn't quick it was detour. Not. Actually, if you detour don't, away. can we please, please stop using bad situations that players get into as, <laughs> as prime only thing to look at type examples for what their potential is. Because if that was the case, then Hadi is a terrible player, and we know that's not true. And mm-hmm. there are so many players that fall into this where it's like, oh, they didn't perform well in this shit fucking, you know, ecosystem with a shit situation, no opportunity. And it's like, of course they weren't spectacular. Of course they weren't otherworldly in those situations. If the team is playing poorly or things aren't working out behind the scenes, of course there is going to be you know a, a downturn in their in their play but that doesn't mean that that's what they're capable of long term and i think we also saw uh, a, a little bit of a bright moment for a player like wub was a mm-hmm. you know had a couple of incredibly bright spots uh throughout uh, his time in group a with timeless and that was another player that was just in a situation last year that didn't really offer the kind of opportunity that he needed to be able to shine. And there are still situations that we keep like as a community getting into where we're yep. like, oh, that player, we write them off. They were just they weren't good in this one situation. That means they're bad forever and always. And it's a big surprise when they come in and they perform so well. I mean, someone is probably gonna get the exact same treatment this year. So checkmate, checkmate yeah. <laughs> yeah, checkmate another prime example. I mean, yeah. how many times are we gonna go through this before people realize, oh, you know what? Maybe the situation does matter. Mm-hmm. All right, D2 are done. I'm sorry. No, no, that's <laughs> That's the reason why this exists. We we do Can love we a say detail. that about the Vegas Eternal, actually? What that the situation last year was not or less than ideal. Yeah, like speak it, charitably. Is on. that is that cope uh, available no, to them? All. Like I'm looking at this season as well. Oh, like I, I honestly I, I couldn't care less that the Vegas Eternal went 0 and 4 in this group. Like you you take a team and you take a coach and you're like, okay, this coach is going to improve our team, and mm-hmm. then you give them like a month. Yeah. If that, you know, and it's like, okay, you just can't Probably expect less. that much. They started yeah. scrimming pretty early, though, and that makes me concerned. I, I would imagine they did, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's, yeah. That they out. did scrim early, and I do, to play a little bit of a, a devil's advocate for Vegas, um, they do have, like, very particular players, let's say. Vulcan, I don't think is bad, but I don't know that he's up to snuff on the heroes that you need him to this in Not this, this stage, meta. yeah, yeah, and they, they it's were, like you saw them swap the comfort like every yeah. single time. Hollywood A Hollywood. was just comfort. Yeah, I'm telling you though, if there's like, a meta where it's gonna be Brig Bap with Sigma, and then it's like I don't know, maybe what do we want for Devin Malthal? What what's like? What what's do we like want for Malthal? Let's just let's just what? address Poor the elephant Genji. in the room. Oh yeah, you, you can, Yeah, I feel like it's Genji, right? Yeah, Genji, Farah Solid. You know, if you if you maybe i i talked about this last year i'm i'm not sure how realistic that sh- the shot is mouthful in the past was a genuinely good doomfist player um 
and there was there was like this thought because it 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 was happening a couple times obviously dante being like the premier one uh where you see these dps players going over and playing some tank picks um Dante well, well, Kyrgyz, Kyrgyz, thrust that, thrust that would require the, the biggest but... eternal picking up a sixth player. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually. Yeah, Vulcan goes over to that. DPS now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know exactly how realistic that kind of thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, it's zero percent because of the the situation with their roster. Yeah. But you know, certain flex picks, I think Malthul has in the past been very good at. Um, and we've also seen a couple of you know funny hero looks like uh junk torb and we even saw what torb in this tournament already from him so yeah there's there's a couple of metas where i actually would expect vegas to look pretty good um maybe not like top four good but i think it would be a victory for them if they were able to get you know just roll the dice on a meta that just is at least decent for them and be able to finish top half um, and I think that there is certainly a few timelines, a few realities where they could realize that potential for sure. Oh, 100%. I think like circling back to like the map order and the fact mm-hmm. that this is a best of two, I would suspect that Vegas is probably going to have, with the roster they have now, uh, probably a lot of success at Escort. You have Shambali, you have Circuit. Like these are maps that are going to play into like this kind of odd support pick that, you know, this team kind of has inherently. Um, and then Vulcan being on like a signature pick and Sigma, like, these are just things that's going to be expected of you. So it plays within your wheelhouse. So I would expect them to kind of do okay at this. And then obviously if you get the meta dice roll, um, they'll be at least serviceable. Again, I don't know how well things are going to go, but there, there is an out in, in on the table for the, for the, for the gamble team. Jessica, what, anything for you? What, what, what do you guys think? Because like they have to sign a sixth player, right? Like, I, I don't know. They have been weird on Twitter. I'm not sure how to read this. I haven't looked into it, but like they've been flirting with Rhino. Do you guys think that could help this team? I mean, could a sixth player help the team that's stuck in the bad meta? Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think any like any main tank player worth their salt right now followed by maybe a lucio player and you're mm. you're kind of there in terms of mm. things you might want like luke mino might not be uh the world's greatest ana or kiriko but it's more than serviceable um and then yeah i, I think once you have a lucio and a main tank that you're comfortable communicating within this team and i think it might actually be better to to double down and go to like just contenders to pick up a, a main tank that these players have kind of gotten used to playing alongside mm. uh that way there's no kind of communication error in, in that regard you're you're like instantly doubling this team's capability because like we're talking about it's like oh if the meta dice rolls in their favor it's like okay well who are the two players right now that, that that's actually a problem for yeah. and it, it's vulcan and rack attack uh who who just aren't particularly flexible have hero pools that take them out of a lot of what we've seen in overwatch too so I think if you can fill those two particular roles, give this team the flexibility that it needs, all of a sudden it's a, a very different one. Is it a is it a top eight team? Is it a top five team? I don't know, but definitely a mid pack team. If can you at least compete. take that volatility out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I would I w- I actually wouldn't even go that approach myself personally. I think like obviously attacking like the big elephant in the room, which is the fact that, you know, half of the tanks are kind of like covered at a super high level right now. Um, like Again, not to knock Vulcan because he's very good at what he is good at. Um, but, you know, there are definitely some gaps there in his hero pool uh, on a very, very imp- 
important role right now in Overwatch <laughs> 2. Um, and you're not always going to get the opportunity to, um, you know, lean into a diverse meta and be able to play things that are more to your comfort. Sometimes you might be forced into a situation where you'll have to play something like Rhine or maybe Wrecking Ball or something like that, and everything else is just worse. Uh, that mm. may happen. I'm not going to say it. It has. It, it will happen, but it might happen. But on the other side of the coin, I don't think I would just dive in on Lucio personally because I think Rack Attack can play a serviceable Lucio. We saw him spend a lot of time actually building that up um, mm. throughout the course of last year. It was actually a primary concern of his when he was trying to find a spot into the Overwatch League. So he spent a lot of time on that. But on the other side there too, Luke Mino also played Lucio in Collegiate as well. Uh, that mm. was another thing that he did play. So that is something that they can both maybe fall back on. Um, I think Rax Lucio did get a lot better, actually, um, to the point where I wouldn't be... Like, obviously, he's not Funny Astro. We're not sure. going to all lie to ourselves and say that. Um, as much as I love Rack Attack as a person, uh, he's just, he knows that he's not Funny Astro. It's just, it is what it is. Um, mm. But I, I think going for the tank first and then maybe waiting for meta... And seeing, you know, That's what fair. kind of holes do you need immediately okay. uh, to fill, and then diving in on whatever that may be. Whether it is like, okay, maybe we need another, uh, you know, support. Whether it be a Lucio or another flex support, or um, hey, do we want to go the route of filling out our DPS a little bit so we have a little bit more structure with that? Um, That's probably the approach I would have, and I think most GMs would probably go for that same route because they don't want to they don't want to bring someone into the team. And then wind up not using them and still yeah. needing someone for a meta down the line. Can I get a can I get a quick litmus test if I throw out a name? Okay. Yeah. What do we feel about Gig? I really like Gig. I I I like Gig and I like Gig with that roster. Interesting. Okay. I, I think I, I think it it's like it slots in perfectly with Vulcan. Mm. Um and the dude's if also you don't just... go Rhino. Pretty good. If you don't, I, go I, mean, I think Rhino, Rhino makes more back, sense he? for unless them. he's like baiting. Like, <laughs> what's that? Sorry, Rhino said he was stepping away from competitive for a while, unless he's just baiting. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a chance. I think Rhino and and Gig also fill similar roles, but also mm -hmm. I think yeah. the the maturity of Gig is not not a factor as well. Can, can you? Pull I, I think he brings a lot away. socially to a team. Can you pull Gig away from his situation in collegiate? That's also a pretty good question. Like, I, that's why I just rounded out and didn't consider Mikey a factor, is because like Mikey chose collegiate, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Gig could very well do the same thing. Rhino could yeah, do the man. same thing. Yeah. Honestly, uh, it's just a matter of if a team gives him an offer or a, a scholarship. So, yeah. Yeah. I like Tough question to answer, but I do think Gig is not a bad shout as far as active players yeah. to to fill oh, that role. Sense. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. I, in yeah. my mind, I'm I'm just like if I'm Gig. And I do want to re-enter the Overwatch League. I'm not betting my return on this <laughs> team. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that one's rough. Not, not the best outlook as it stands now. Um, we're gonna have to see. Maybe Vegas gets like a top deck Reiner. You know, maybe maybe Rhino is coming. Maybe that's in the on the river. I'm really trying to find as many poker puns as I can. I can jam pack this team full of uh because outside of that it, not my favorite games of overwatch i've ever seen i will say that but group b 
done and dusted. Now we're getting into the Preds. Now <laughs> we're getting into the fun bits. So if you got this far, thanks for listening. Like and subscribe. Bring that bell. All that cool influencer shit. Um, obviously, last week we did kind of fill out our brackets. Obviously, you know, TLDR, Atlanta wins. We think Boston and Justice make it out. We think Toronto uh, and uh, Houston make it out. Um, Jessica, do you want to quickly run through maybe your bottom bottom three teams in each group? The bottom three? Yeah. Did we actually rank the bottom three? No, we didn't, but Eric is a gem and added the space, so... Oh, for this year. Okay, sorry. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, who is in group C? So it's Team Peps, Wisp, and Glads left on the table. I mean, Glads would be next, right? Um, And then... Yeah, I, I actually, like, I'm, I'm going to be honest, this is a toss-up for me because I don't know too much. I feel like Peps probably suffers from the same issue that other contender teams, that we, like the issue that we talked about earlier, where mm. like they were picked for their parts pretty uh, recently. So um, maybe Wisp, then Peps? I'm not sure. It's also playing on Ping, of course. Sure, that's fair. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Eric. If you could lock me in for this order, I'm gonna go Peps, Glads, Wisp. Um, from what I've seen from Glads, again, early scrim codes. I still don't know if I trust Dante as much as far as I can throw. Um, and that is just off of that, you know, transition and tank. It is difficult. There is a lot of fluidity, like we've been talking about, right? I'm not super sold on that. I think everybody knows my hesitancy with Yaki. I think this team is going to need some time. On top of that, I don't know. Maybe this is something that somebody can correct me on. I don't know if Kev is going to be within the country. I don't know if he still is. You know, I, That's still unclear to me because I know once sure. the scrim codes got leaked, I believe he was still playing in Europe. Um, so I think there's a lot of like factors that may play into a Glad's underperformance for people. I think Pep's if anything, uh, maybe fit this meta a little bit more than people tend to give them credit for. I think they have a lot to prove, yada, 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 you know, fluffy, intangible bullshit. Um, I, I still think they, they can compete. I think this is a very tight group. It's probably going to come down to tiebreakers, if anything. Um, and I just, I'm I'm concerned about the Glads. I, I think that's... Eric, like... Please uh, move uh, Glads for over uh, jo- justice for me. Like Joe is way too like this is stupidity, <laughs> dude. I'm getting annoyed. Hey, if anything, that's what I'm good for. If I can poke the bear and get him to change something, then we'll go for it. So you're gonna you're gonna tell me that Glads makes it out over Alfie after you. They might just win the group now. <laughs> okay. All right. At that point, I think I've done my job. All right, Dor. Group oh, C. Wow. Okay, this got thrown at me real quick. Yes. But I think I've I've solidified things after okay. my uh deep nap prior to this podcast. <laughs> really really got to sit and marinate on it for a bit. Uh okay. Uprising is the free space uh in number okay. one. Right. And then uh, my sage wisdom that I've gained from the uh from watching USA trials, which is only so valid. Uh but yeah, I'm I'm kinda with you on this Dante thing. I don't know if I can trust him as far as I can throw him. It's gonna be just a second for that reason. And then the toss up now is like Pep's Glads. Yeah. Pep's Glads. It's close. Oh, and then like I, I think Jay Caru could actually be a really big difference maker in terms mm-hmm. of just having a player that is extremely volatile on a on a hero that 
can be so impactful in the meta. Do I want to just like say screw it and pred something fun? I kind of do. <laughs> Glad's last. Glad's last. <laughs> Wait, bro. Um, I'm, the longer I think, the more I'm just like sending myself down that path. Of Dude, like, rockets, crazy man. I've been I've been casting rockets since he was plat. <laughs> I want you to know that I cast him in, in, a, in a small league called Overwatch Tranquility in a little community That's tournament. He crazy. was plat once, bro. It, that kid is the the bastion of improvement. Uh, but is he enough to go against Overwatch like Tracer? Uh, I I don't know. So let's go. Uh, I keep like making it up in my mind and then unmaking it up. Mm-hmm. I think I'll put Glad in the same same place. I'll put them fourth, and then Peps. Let me let me have a double take at this roster. Ever well, he's thinking about that. Can everybody collectively sell me on Boston right now? Because you're not wrong. I feel like everybody's just been like, "Yeah, Boston <laughs> first, obviously." So there you go. And then we just move past it. And I just I I'm not a little sold. Bit of help. I'm I need not a little bit of help at all. I'm not a hundred percent. I like. I, yeah, I can't. There was a team that feels the most solid in this group. It's them. Yeah. Like I think. I think it is just a factor of like who else is in their group. Like comparatively, they seem like the safest bet because nothing mm -hmm. else seems like a safe bet. Nope. I don't know. And even then, it's like there's some volatility there. You know, old Boston can can bring to the table. You gotta. I think like everybody everybody is going into this i think with that same mindset where it's uh -huh. like the talent is obviously there and i think we can all absolutely agree if you are not agreeing that the talent is there you are out of your mind mm. but couldn't we also say that the talent was there for shock and shock missed a little bit obviously there are other things sure that happened with the shock obviously um you know, and there are certain things that maybe happen to the shock that m probably or might not happen to uh, Boston. But I think everybody going in and being like, "Oh, the talent is just there. It is," uh, is is like a maybe we shouldn't be putting as much you know stress on that as we are used to, especially given the nature of this tournament mm -hmm. uh, and how early on it is. But yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I was it's just giving Doris some time, you know. Yeah, I, I think there, there's a realistic swap between one and two here. And all right, I've got it. I've got it. I I think I'm actually going to say this. Uh, okay. So Boston, Washington, Peps, Wisp, Glads. I'm, I'm scooting them down. Let's go. I, I have to do it. I have to do it. I, I think oh. in this meta, Jaycar is too powerful of a tool in a region where like Winston specialists aren't a thing. Like having somebody that just consistently kills two people with primal is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I think the rest of the team can pull their own weight at least decently enough in uh, in this particular group. There's a, there's also an argument to be made. I think to swap Washington and Boston, but I'll leave that for Hurex, the non-believer. <laughs> Eric, can could you switch Gladiators and Boston for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> Today's Bren swap featured oh by Yiska. Wow. How are you gonna do my man Smurf like that? Shame on you. All right, here. I think the the polarization of Yiska's yeah. Glad's top to to my Glad's bottom really says a lot. <laughs> this is this is probably the hardest group to call. So I yeah, I'll, I yeah, I don't I think there is a wrong. Well, okay, there are wrong opinions, but like it's okay. you got to try to miss. Okay, so I have two things to say before I dive into this that will inform my first the first thing I I will be doing here with mine. Okay. Um, 
So, A, I think of the, what is it, four, I think four, one, two, three, four. Yeah, of the four contenders teams that are left, I think there is a serious, and I mean serious chance, a high possibility that three of those four could find a spot. I'm not saying that they will find, like they will all collectively find a spot together at the same time. Likely, the likelihood of two in this in the same group for contenders making making it through. I mean, very near zero. Mm. Uh, but three of those four teams, I think, have a genuinely good shot in some really tough groups. I think C is, uh, you know, the probably the toughest group to call. Um, and I think it's because the top four groups, I would expect. Uh, are either super close together or we just don't know enough. Mm. And because of that, my first move is I'm placing Wisp at five. So <laughs> I just think, <laughs> I, okay, th- not to say anything you know bad against Wisp. I think they're a phenomenal team. I love watching Wisp. I've always loved watching Wisp. Um, they do have a lot of great talent, but they're in the same department as some of these other teams that you know they are not exactly everything that they've always been um they have some newer pieces jakaru just came in i love jakaru but you know they're another team that is just kind of figuring stuff out and i've seen some scrims and it just feels like they're a little bit behind in this in this moment um mm. obviously coming into last year um they were one of the hottest teams out like they just were um but then obviously a lot of a lot of movement happened uh, they had some players going to other teams and stuff, and um, you know, ever since it, it it feels like Wisp is you know rebuilding to get back to where they were at the start of 2022 when they genuinely might have been one of the top contenders teams at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'll 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 say that it, I think the the highest likelihood that I could say right now is that Wisp is probably last in this group. Probably my top four. I think could be literally anything. Mm-hmm. I genuinely like I, I'm going to say I don't know right now. I genuinely don't know. But for the sake of this being a little bit more fun, uh I will say Peps at 2. I say I I think Peps sneak, has a has a yeah. genuine shot at actually sneaking into this one yep. and I think a lot of the questions that we're going to you know see coming into this week is more with you know, can teams actually get past Peps? I think Peps is going to be the gatekeeper. Yes. Um, mm. And we will probably see, you know, one of, if not, you know, a few of these teams like Glad's Boston and Washington potentially struggle against them. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a lot to ask a team to go in and play against a team that has a very defined strategy, a place in the meta. They have, you know, figured things out very well. Um, they play well. There's incredible talent there. Crandop is phenomenal, and it is absolutely a war crime that he's not in an uh, Overwatch League team, in my opinion. Um, and then they also have that flexibility. They have Mulfig, uh back as well, out of retirement. They are an incredible roster. Kellogg-Zarian, fantastic. I mean, this could very well almost be an Overwatch League team, and that was similarly the case as well with uh, Crandop's former team, Exo, last year. Um, this is a phenomenal team. Um, so I'll say that they go second 
And then at this point, I'm just throwing darts at the board, and I don't really care. Uh, so I'll just go ahead and <laughs> guess. We'll do, we'll do Boston up top, just because I think this is probably the safest one to say that the talent is just like so ob- obnoxious that mm. they have the highest ceiling, I guess. And then it's hard for me to say between uh, Justice and Glads. I- I'm actually a Glads believer. Um, personally, I think that Glads are uh, a-, a team that I think a lot of people are saying are, are potentially going to be held back by the fact that Dante's hero pool is is you know going to be a problem for them. I don't mm. really think that's the case. Dante, I watched him all through um, you know those circus cues, or I don't even remember what did circus. It was called something else. Anyways. Um, he was in those constantly playing only tank always, and I've seen him playing the other tanks and he at least stands up to a level on those picks where it's fine, I think mm. personally, and he's had even more time since then. Sure. And I think that they can do a lot of what some other teams have done, which is, you know, just playing to their strengths and oh man, this team has strengths. I mean, even if you just look at a DPS line like Kevster and Kai, obviously they have Yaki as well. Um, but I think that this team has a lot to offer. For this tournament, though, you know what? Fuck it. I'm buying in. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Glad's third, and then I'll say Justice fourth. And I don't really. I, I don't think there's really any good reasoning I can provide for a no. lot of these. Uh, the only thing that I am fully bought in on is Wisp at five. I feel Everything like else that's like the safest. Justice so four is the hard one to qualify for me. I feel like that's that's crazy. It's, it's just probably every, crazy. It's, it's everybody else just being like at least fairly competitive, where it's like you you don't have to necessarily be huge on Glads to see like okay, Peps is like Peps is a team. They they you know they showed some teeth into you, uh, Boston. As much as I think they're not, I don't think they're like a great team. I think they're probably competitive in the mid pack in NA, just looking at like Overwatch League teams in general. Um, I think this group is just so messy. That's where it yeah. like oh, you're gonna drop a map fight. here. Yeah. You know, it, again, I think this is whoever makes it out is probably gonna come down to a tiebreaker. So it's just like last map, game three scenarios across the board, and it's just whoever shows up better on the day. Because then you have like Every team has just like a weird caveat you could throw at them. That's just like, I, yeah, I, I, it is kind of darts at the board and you're just kind of making like the most orb influ- like inferences. I will say I'm throwing justice at fourth just because it's the highest probability that I can win their love back afterwards. <laughs> I, I live right next to the justice. So I'm hoping I can like, you know, rub shoulders at the cookout and there win them back. That's the, that's the hope. So I'll just throw them at fourth because I think I can win their love back. Nice. <laughs> no, that's a good Hallmark movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. I honestly, I don't think I, I think I speak for everybody when I say I don't mind Pep second either. No. Like on paper, it's like it, it's like EU. Uh, well, I get <laughs> uh, London Spitfire is already EU, right? But it's yes, it's like copy paste London Spitfire. Mm. I mean, Naga is the the parallel there to Boneback or Backbone rather. Close enough. Uh, easily the best May in EU. Mm-hmm. So, I know every every team here has a quirk, and you have just no clue how those are actually going to interact. Yep. I don't think people realize what hybrid is capable of, especially on a team 
that takes like takes him uh, and well, allows think, him to do about, hybrid think things. Think about Matt Pool though. Think about Matt Pool. That's control, fair. Cir- control, circuit's not hybrid, in there. Push. Circuit's not in hybrid there. Circuit's not rolled, in there, man. It, there's no escort. Like hybrid just lost like fifty percent of his win rate. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, but like I think if anybody's getting screwed by Matt Poole right now, Peps might be feeling it. Yeah. Are you guys not concerned? That kind of makes me want to drop it a little bit. <laughs> I'll, leave it. I'll leave it for the sake of fun. I'll leave it for the sake of fun. But if it, if there was Circuit in the mix here, I would put Peps at a clear second. Circuit, okay. Junker Town, like yeah, the hybrid yeah. maps. Yeah. If 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 they are able, and this was a genuine thing that they did, they they had their strat it was just let hybrid cook that was the Mm. strat there was nothing else going on it was just everybody play you know basically uh you know how like how it makes sense and then we just allow time and space and opportunity for hybrid to win the lobby for us and he literally did that multiple times are you guys not concerned for the ping difference? I mean, it's it won't be like shock level 180 it would probably be more like 120, 110 yeah I mean, everyone else is on Minlat 90. Yeah, so. it'll be close enough that I don't... I'm not as concerned about it as I was with Shock. Shock is... Like, that's definitely a factor. Yeah. Um, you know, 90 to 180 is a massive difference. Genuinely, like... 180 to me is borderline unplayable, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, they stomached it and, and they've worked through. That's just not going to be the case with Peps at all. Playing yep. from, uh, I believe, London. Or something yeah and to be fair the only person on that team that it affects probably like what hybrid at uh, least for the for the comps that they run maybe I mean, crand up. up yeah yeah, yeah. i honestly yeah. even in this group i wouldn't be surprised if boston doesn't make it out like yeah i, I think don't hate that no no yeah, I, I could see like a peps peps justice vibe yeah. that that seems yeah. very much possible and I was starting to get convinced of it, but it's too late now. So <laughs> it's 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 just so hard to kind of vote against them. But if anybody has you know pinged me in our Discord, you know damn well that I think Group C is just impossible. Big poo poo. I don't like any of these <laughs> L teams. If I'm being completely honest, I'm not big on Justice. I like Alpha Yi, and that's about it. Um, uh, that, maybe I am the same way. Maybe I just like Alpha Yi. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> There, there are bits and pieces of each roster that I'm like, oh, I like these team or I like these players, but I don't really care for these teams. And then like I'm enmeshing them together with a team like Team Peps, who I think definitely can compete. Um, God bless Wisp. Uh, it's going to be it's just a scrap. And it's like, OK, well, you have a team of like complete winners. It's tough not to like juice them up. But I, I yeah, I can. I, I'll echo that point. I can see a world where anything want- happens. I've wanted to change my top four like seventy times since I said them. Just, just so that's out there. The, yeah. Like, the, like I said, the only thing that I'm like fairly, and I don't mean like a hundred percent. I mean like fairly confident in mm-hmm. is Wisp at five. Yep, that's the only thing I'm fairly confident in. And they could even sneak up four, maybe even three. I think that there's a possibility that they could punch up. Mm-hmm. But I am fairly confident five, and then everything else I have yep. no fucking clue. Like <laughs> no dice. fucking clue at all. Yep, that is gonna be, at least in my opinion, the group of death. I know that everybody has their own opinions, but that's just mine. Uh, so we're getting into group D quickly. Iska, hit me with your bottom three in group D. Oh, dude, this is hard. Um, I also don't have any scrim buffs on NYXL. Um dude 
Like, uh, I honestly, like, I also have to say, I, I don't know too much about the other two, two teams. I didn't watch too much uh, contenders there. I don't know. I the think. Qualifiers? Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I basically have to gamble. I I'd say like NYXL fourth. Um. And then. Yeah, I don't know. Redbirds third maybe. Okay, Twisted Minds coming in in fifth, obviously. Um, I'm gonna do a bit of a, a of an opposite take. I think much like much like a Saints, maybe much like a Peps for in Group C. I think Twisted Minds is probably going to be the gatekeeper to Group D. Um, so I'm going to lock them in at third. I think Redbirds at fourth. And then I think NYXL is coming in at fifth. Um, didn't really care for what I saw. I think Kellen, uh, I, I just think the team as a whole just needs a lot of time to like glue together. And the, and the preseason is not that time to like really be judging them too, too harshly. Um, they have some things that you know you could see in the future that could work. Just need to let it marinate for a little bit. I I, I like what I see from Redbirds and Contenders. Obviously, a lot of players that you you know can remember. I think Twisted Minds as a whole is going to shock some at least some NA only fans. Um, a lot of talented members there. Obviously, advancing is EMEA's top seed if memory serves. Uh, scarily good team slept on. I think uh, quite quite heavily. Um, and yeah, I think. Easily the the gatekeepers. Um, Herex, we're gonna start with you because um, we started right. with Dorf last time. Uh, hit me with your top Thank two. You. Oh, mercy, <laughs> mercy from Lord Volamil. <laughs> not yet, not yet. So, I'm just gonna do the most unsurprising thing to start off here. Uh, just go ahead and throw Outlaws in, in the top spot. Um, I know I just got done talking all that shit about how <laughs> there's so much talent, but like, what does that actually mean? Uh, but I'm going to flip that and just be hypocritical and then <laughs> attribute that the opposite. I'm, I'm going to take the opposite approach here and say, you have all this talent. How could you not get first? Yeah. Uh, so that, I'm, I'm just going to put outlaws at the top spot. Um, then going from there, um, I, I actually think after this, that's where some of the difficulty lies for me personally. Okay. Um, because I do... You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something for the sake of this always helps them. Mm. Um, so I'm going to say... Uh, this isn't who I'm referencing. I'm going to say that second place... Ooh. I don't know. If, I don't even know if I want to commit to this. I'm right there I wrote with you. It down. I, want, I want to do some like crazy things in this group with the with the Preds, but <clears throat> right, man. I wrote it down, and I have it here, but I don't know where I'm at with it. Like how much? Like how much do I really believe? Okay. Um, it's so hard for me to 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 not do it though at the same time. So. Just to kind of walk you guys through where I'm at instead of just wasting everybody's time and not and not committing to anything. <laughs> sure. Um, so where I'm at is I would probably say, regardless, I'm gonna put New York at fifth. And I know I'm just never going in order, but that's just how this is gonna have, okay. have to happen. So between these middle three, 
I genuinely believe that there is so many different things that could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Toronto is obviously an, an incredibly talented team. We know what they're capable of. Uh, we've seen it uh, individually. Now they come together. And for most rosters, when you take a bunch of you know so- like pretty solid proven talent and you put them together, there's always the question of, can they actually play together? Well, that question has already been answered. They very much can. We've seen it before. Um, they are now going back to each other. Um, kind of an unprecedented thing to a degree, but yeah. you know, it's a big deal. So you have to assume that Defiant should do well. They generally do adapt to metas um, very well as well. Um, Twisted Minds, I think, coming into this tournament, um, it was like, okay, you have Trick Room and NA that could uh, you know, punch up. Saints should play extraordinarily well. Sure. Twisted Minds is another one of those teams that like, if you're going to bet on a contender's team, Twisted Minds would be a great team to bet on. Um, you know, if you're looking to just kind of like hedge a bet and then just say, okay, if this if this pops, then I'm a, I'm a big winner. But it has mm. like the highest probability of actually happening. Twisted Minds, I think, falls into that realm for sure. Um, I think that there is a lot of potential for Twisted Minds to actually wind up finishing in second here and actually beat out uh, Redbird Esports and Toronto Defiant. And then lastly, Redbird Esports is. This is what I was referencing, that they are genuinely a team that could surprise a lot of people. But I'm going to leave them out of the top two because every time that I bet against them, they hate me for it, and then they win. And I just would love to see a a contender's team actually like pop off. So I'm going to go ahead and throw Redbird Esports down and forth just because I hope that they get like super hateful towards me and just pop off because of it. Because every time I vote against them, they always pop off. So I'm going to do that. Redbird at four. And then I, I, I don't even know what to do with my two, three. I don't, I don't know what to say about Twisted Minds versus Toronto Defiant. I think it could go either way. But I'm an, I'm an NA boy at heart, so I'll go, I'll go Toronto at second, and I'll go Twisted Minds at third. But I... I think those middle three could go so many sure. different ways. Agreed. Is there... And correct me if I'm wrong, because I know that this is a narrative for a team in an A. I just don't remember if it's Redbirds. Um, is Redbirds the one that usually goes like down? Redbird Esports, by the way. It's yeah, Redbird they, Esports. They oh, not, not Redbirds. Yeah. They, they, are, they are the O1 team. I feel yes. like... I feel like in any other format, problem. Yeah, I would I would juice them and be like, yeah, you know what? I think they I think they can do well, but the fact that they have to TSM their first map and just like toss it out there for whatever yeah. reason, um, it, it that does kind of that's actually ritual, a, actually I'm gonna I'm gonna buy into that. That's a, yes, that's my reason. That's definitely <laughs> that's my reason. Okay, okay, good. All right, door. All right, Bird, actually, the longer we, we talk, the better I feel about about good. this. Okay, okay. Houston number one, and I, I actually think I can give a slightly better reason than here. Because, like, the, yeah, I think the other rosters, like Boston Uprising, you look at and you're like, oh, yeah, there's so much talent here. But Houston, it just feels like it locks together better, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, the players fill against one another's hero pools better. Uh, it feels like they're better suited to the meta. And I, I think they are the makings of what a top team should be. What, what Group mm-hmm. C lacks a clear kind yes. of uh, front runner in terms of having a well-built team with talent as opposed to just a team with talent. Mm. Uh, so I think that's why I put them number one. I'll do the same thing as here because I'll go to the bottom. And this makes me really sad to put this team at the bottom because I think I like almost everything about it. 
except the tank line. And I, I have to put NYXL down. It, which makes me so sad, but I'm just like, Kellen alone yep. doesn't do it for me. Everything else on this roster is super sick. Fifth Shockwave yep. Psycho, I'm high on. I think Alep, Anyun, Lep Creative, uh, like setup on support goes crazy. That's, that's if you see Lep, by the way. You're assuming you're going to see Lep. That may not be the case. It could, yeah. Uh, like after watching Trials, I'm kind of high on Lep. Like I thought Lep played I love pretty Lep. well. I'm a big so, fan of Lep. I just think, yeah. in particular, from the scrims that I've seen lately, I just think Lep's performing particularly well. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that goes the support line, no matter who they have in of those four, just goes really hard. But Kellen solo tank, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, it, it is like a breaking sheer point for this team. Uh, and I, I think a second tank would be well suited. So mm. it's going to have to be number five there. And then I'll go to one that I think is less controversial. And I'm going to put Twisted Minds at two. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right. Um, yeah. I, I think this team is and has and will always be underrated. I don't know how many top twos, top threes it's going to take to convince you guys that this team is that good and they are only getting better and still improving every single time we see them, not just in terms of, of hero compositions, shifting, kind of refining what was at once kind of a, a meme like, oh, okay, we have this, this far Echo player to now distilled into a team that can play meta but has an extremely powerful weapon up their sleeve in LBVD, uh, like I think this team is the perfect mix of, of meta and going to throw something at these teams that they have not been scrimming for. Reminder, this whole Farah thing, it's an EU problem. Yes. Like EU teams waste their time toiling away, having to play against Farahs and scrims, trying to prepare for the likes of LBBD and, and Yuzan. And then you shift over to a region where they just don't have to deal with that in ranked anymore. And they, they start to take over. And I think that they will gatekeep hard enough and they'll pick up enough wins early on in the in the group stage that they probably find themselves in this spot. And that, that I think it's a pretty solid reason for, yeah, for yeah. number two. I, I think it's a good bout. I think Herex was right to kind of ask yeah. himself about it. Is there anything else I want to say about here? I mean, the DPS line is crazy. Quartz, UB, LBD. Yeah, I, I do want to say, any... I do want to say it is, it is Labda. Every, Labda. Everybody is probably going to get that wrong, but it is Labda. Yeah. And then, KSA solo tank in the meta. I mean, he fits, and he also has those unique tank picks that we were talking about with Atlanta that he can take mm -hmm. out when he wants to, and he's going to look really good. And it can offer up another way for this team to kind of pull the big red lever on the wall and run a crazy composition should uh, the shit hit the fan appropriately. And then Natel and Slayer are just always going to be consistent. I think Natel's got the flexibility. He's really improved on things other than the, the Mercy in recent seasons, especially the more that we see those Quartz and Yubi compositions. And so I'm excited to see uh, what they bring to the table and if they could actually kind of open up the meta and diversify it even more. Fourth and fifth. I think, I think I'm actually going to do it. Uh, Redbirds at third. And this is just because I am... Okay. Uh, okay. Let's start with the Toronto Defiant. Mm. Because I think this team obviously has a lot of the really good makings uh, of a team that could do extremely well. Okay. Um, but I'm not seeing like the, the standout crazy 
carry that I that I need mm. from any particular player that we're getting from a lot of the other teams that are becoming top contenders right now. Mm. I, I think the DPS lineup is incredibly flexible. I think they offer up a lot of great consistency. Kaluja offers up great consistency. Um, but considering that he's hyper flexing, it, it's hard to kind of 1v1 anybody on any particular tank. Sure. OG and Ultraviolet. I mean, nothing needs to be said, but I think almost every team has like a cracked support line right now. So I don't think that's like a massive advantage for them. And then going over to Redbirds, I think uh, if any contenders team, if any contenders team has the volatility to make it into the out of the group, it's Twisted Minds, like uh, like here was talking about, right? Like this team could kind of do it at any point in time. If there's a team you bet on, it's them. But if any team could make it through like with consistency and, and ability to play under pressure, it's probably Redbirds, and so that's why I put them up there. I think the uh, I think the vision going live issue, especially with hybrid being played every single series, mm. uh, is a very very real threat. And the map pool, while it doesn't play well uh, into to things like who are we talking about earlier? Um, hybrid, hybrid, yeah. I, I think it plays the opposite role into somebody like Vision Zero Pool, where that guy just gets a series with his name on it and so that's that's why i place them over toronto to find i i think the map pool plays well into them i think i see the pop-off potential toronto i i see a strong fundamental roster but i'm not sure i see a like a gap anywhere on it against a lot of these teams that have some real weapons on them yeah it is a test i think um i think you raised some definite uh suspicions when it comes to Kaluge, who I think surprised me last year. Thought he did well, given the situation of the shock. Obviously, bringing him in kind of late. Mm -hmm. uh, his monkey looked okay. I thought it was a little, like, hesitant and if, if anything, and that's, like, kind of a weird thing to say for, you know, somebody kind of coming into a roster late stage playing heroes that he's not normally meant to play. Um, looked, looked pretty safe. Looked pretty okay. Like, more than serviceable. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, you know, when we talk about how fluid this patch seems to be, you know, with with Ramatra coming in, with Ryan being, you know, playable, with Ball being playable, obviously Diva kind of, you know, is in his wheelhouse and his Sigma is probably, um, I won't say his best pick because I don't necessarily know his, I ain't know him like that. Um, but he, 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 there is some ways you can kind of jujitsu that into, you know, being being a little bit of a a leverage, a little bit of a weak point. Um, there again, you know, don't know how, how serious a lot of these L teams are taking the preseason. So there is room for some upsettery. Um, but with our brackets lot or with our groups locked in, now we can move into the brackets, which I believe if <laughs> if I'm actually looking at these brackets the right way, we actually have to do some little little housekeeping on because I don't think yeah. we don't think that our brackets make a whole lot of sense because we just have the first side of the group. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i think we have to do a little bit of fixing i don't think we have to change the winners uh but florida london i think makes sense for me i think yiska it makes sense for yiska as well c1 d2 so for me it would be boston versus toronto Oh, that does make sense. Okay. No. Okay. You kind of guessed. Oh, Boston, Toronto. I probably have Toronto advancing. Yiska, does that change I, Yiska's? I name? have uh, Shock over Toronto. Okay. So you have Shock advancing to the finals against Atlanta. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So let's just actually, let's just do yours. Um, 
C1 for you. D1 is... Rest works. Does it work? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think it does. Yeah, yeah, no, it does. Okay. Uh, so we'll go into... final will be Atlanta against Houston. I can correct, yes, because uh, Group A, uh, this is his prediction originally. I can make it the Florida-San Francisco. Right. That's up to you. Don't matter to me. So what's the... So San Francisco, uh, as a second seed, will open against the top seed in Group D, which is right, right now Houston predicted. Yes. So would it kind of... Does that look correct to you, Yuska? Oh. Uh, ba -ba -ba. Yes. Still does. Okay. Yep. 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 Beautiful. Mine looks okay. Um. So door, if you have okay. the stream open or if you have the the spreadsheet open, yeah. I've got first it. seed or first match rather, you've got Mayhem London. How does that go? Mayhem. All day. Uh. Consistent. Uh. Don't think there's any question about that one. Okay. Okay. Boston Twisted Minds. Now we're getting Ooh. a little spicy. This is hard. Okay. Let me. What. Does Boston have tools wise to to take this team on? <laughs> they got weird amounts of tools. Yeah, a lot of players on this roster. Yeah. Am I really gonna say this? I don't hate the it. K striker versus UB court Smurf versus KSA. Hmm. Give me twisted minds. I Question like mark. I, can, I I just I, I'm maybe Herex just talked a lot about Boston uprising, <laughs> but I, I do think again I, I think Group C is a dogfight, and it's a dogfight mm. for reasons because there's no clear team on top, yes. and I can make much more clear arguments for I think a lot of teams in Group D, which mm. is why I I think I put that there. It's like I can make a more concise argument of why I see Twisted Minds being a successful roster than why I see the Boston uprising being one. And I think on top of that, if Boston Uprising do have maybe the meshing issues or the like too many cooks in the kitchen issues sure. that they might have, shuffling through your Swiss army knife of players to try and figure out how the fuck you're going to deal with Labda is like not something you have time to do mm. uh, right about now. So yeah, I think Twisted Minds there. I feel better about that than when I talk about it. I like it. If, if I had that bracket, I'd say the same thing personally. Um but as we move on, we've got Houston Shock for you coming in. All right. Uh, let's go Shock. I, okay. I like Houston. I, I think they have a lot of powerful tools. I think Shock has more powerful tools. And given the extra week of scrims that they'll be able to put themselves through mm. and iron things out, I think they'll, uh, they'll have ironed things out enough that their roster of just strong players is stronger than Houston's roster of just strong players. And under the tutelage of Krusty... I also trust that the meshing and the coordination should be better. Fair play. Atlanta Justice rounds out to the quarters, I believe. Yeah, uh, let's go Atlanta. I I like Alpha E, but I like all the players on Atlanta more. <laughs> I think that's more than fair. We've got Florida Twisted Minds coming in as your top semi. Okay, Florida. I think Florida is going to just be able to play the meta better. I, mm. I think Florida... Florida has the strongest grasp on the meta of pretty much any team uh, that we've seen right now. Outside of like, they don't have a, a super strong Ramatra, but they don't need one. I think they understand how to play into it particularly well. Okay. Um, and given the long series, I think they'll have plenty of time to to take out Twisted Minds just by being confident enough on the meta that that gatekeepiness of Twisted mm -hmm. Minds is enough of a factor. 
and, um, and so playing. it should be more twisted minds having to play against Floyd Mayhem sure. instead of the other way around. I think they take that for that. Mm. And then Shock Atlanta. Potential grand final, maybe. <sighs> Quite the heater. Yeah. Leave it to Overwatch to do something like this. <laughs> Is mm. the ping the difference maker? Yeah, I'll say ping's a difference maker. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go, Rain. I'll, I'll cope and say. I'll cope and say ping. I think <laughs> it's it's a close match no matter what. But I think Stalker and Lip mm. are fully capable of marking proper. Oh yeah. And I don't think I've been that high on he saying. I think he had a one decent performance mm. in uh, in the all of group stage, and I think it was like against a kind of punching down a little bit. So I and I think the yeah I think Liv Stalker is a more complete duo right now than proper he's saying not to say that he's saying couldn't improve a lot couldn't kind of step sure. into that role, uh, but at least in terms of what I'm getting right now, Atlanta Rain are offering more individually and compositionally, and I think they're playing as a more complete team, which is crazy because Shock is literally all players from the same team <laughs> um, coming to the Overwatch League, but somehow Atlanta Rain look like the more complete team uh, in terms of what they're offering, and so. Ew. Yeah, I think I leave those two to it. So do you make me eat a shoe, Dor? Does Florida Mayhem topple the Atlanta Reign, or is Atlanta advancing as I think everybody and their uncle is expecting? Yeah, uh, Reign's going on, man. Uh, I I think I think it comes down to a DPS game. Mm. Uh, with that, I think both teams offer up a lot compositionally and specialize pretty heavily. But if I'm having a, a checkmate stalker tracer mark off, I think it's close. I think stalker edges it out. And then there is just nobody on the floor to make him to match lip. Uh, hands down. So I think it's got to be rain. Much agreed. I think we were pretty, pretty glowing on the uh, the show last week about how Atlanta kind of is just in a weirdly perfect meta for them. And then that was prior to hot coming out on Ramatra and this team still looking phenomenal. Yeah, um, and then they bring so, out the Diva Comp. Like, yeah, it feels like they just have endless talent and endless tricks up their sleeve. It, mm. It's like if Twisted Minds like grew up into <laughs> Overwatch League MVP candidates and then sure. did the same thing, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I think I actually feel more confident about my roster than I do my my group stage preds. Mm. I, I, I like a lot of the reasonings. I think, uh, I think Boston, much like we saw Shock... In a weird way, that opening match in Group A with Shock Mayhem, you saw Mayhem kind of roll out on like the dive comp and play into like, or I'm sorry, Florida could roll out on the dive comp. Shock play the kind of bash and stuff that we saw in the qualifiers a little bit. Florida didn't really get how to play against it. Obviously, you know, when we sit back and we armchair analysts and we're like, oh, okay, like this is how you beat it. Everybody should know. Knowing and doing two very different things. So when you have somebody like Twisted Mind coming in and throwing a throwing a wrench into the the game plan. You know, throwing in some weird questions that you're not necessarily practicing on answering. That's it's it's not easy to handle. So I I I I'm I'm here for it. Yes, got any thoughts there? Any any bracket bracketology? For what specifically? For Doors bracket. Anything? Anything odd? You think Twisted Minds makes it? You think Boston maybe takes them? I, What's up? Do, do you want me to comment on the contender Soma takes? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, whatever. I mean, I'm just, you know. Whatever no. you want to do. No, like I, I, I can't <laughs> really know, throw I, any shade because I, <laughs> I genuinely don't know too much no, about I, this no, scene. So, that's fair. That's fair. All right, Herix, 
Let's start at the top for you. We've got Mayhem London. Who you got? Um, give me Mayhem, but I think uh, I do. I do want to add uh, an asterisk that London are still better than I think people give them credit for. But okay. I, I, I am going to take Mayhem. Nice. I do think that their their style of playing the Winston uh, does actually play. It it seems like it plays well into a lot of those rush styles that we expect London to probably lean on uh, in this matchup, uh, especially when you look at like the Kiriko Anna comp. You don't often see uh, someone falling victim to a lot of the pain points that other Winston comps tend to fall into. Sure. Um, the survivability that he has. Uh, and the ability for you know someone like Checkmate to just kind of go off, I think, are just way too high. Uh, so yeah, give me give me Mayhem there. Next one though, Austin Toronto. I want to give some credit to Door a little okay. bit here. I think based off of how the groups are set up and where these teams came out of qualifiers, because we don't know necessarily. I mean, it's it's been some weeks since qualifiers. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um. I do think that the best hope to move past this first stage in the bracket for contenders as a whole would actually be on Twisted Minds and Saints. Obviously, Saints isn't in the bracket, so there goes that. Yeah, Saints um, with CJ would have been like, I, I would have put there them was in some the potential. Spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Twisted Minds is, I think, the other team that I could see, like, okay, yeah, there might be a chance that they might actually catch a team like Boston off guard. Um, however, I didn't say that they would take second, so <laughs> we're not in that situation. But I will say that I, I like that Door did, because I think one of us should. Uh, that's just sure. how I, I stand with that. Um, I'm probably going to do the boring thing here. Uh, I, I kind of assumed that it's the boring thing. I kind I of assumed that it wouldn't be here. the... Well, just based off of the other choices that everybody has made, everybody went with Toronto Defiant. I think I kind of have to go with Toronto Defiant just because of like how much that I know about them um, yeah. and what they're capable of. Um, I have more questions about Boston, but those those questions about Boston, I mean, when we see them play in their groups, yeah, they might be answered real quick, and I don't mean in a bad way. Um, that team could genuinely be incredible. I mean, those are... Those are those are like top of the world players in every single role. It is, they are going to be a hard team to beat throughout the year. Uh, I think the only thing that I have against Boston is whether or not they're going to fall victim to not ready for the meta. Um, and I don't I don't have an answer for that. Um, I don't think that there's anything that alludes to them not being ready, mm-hmm. but. I'm just going to assume that Toronto Defiant, uh, they're going to have that you know synergy that is going to maybe take them over the top, especially in a meta where that actually does kind of define who wins and who loses in a lot of cases. I mean, look at Trick Room and what they're ca- yeah. able, capable of pulling off because of that. Um, I think that that is going to be a factor here. So I'm going to take a very timid Toronto Defiant victory here, but I'm okay. not I'm not 100% positive on it. Uh, the next one, what is this? Outlaws uh, and Shock. Yeah, this is a tough one. Go ahead and give game. me rain on the bottom one because I don't even need to think about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this one's a little bit more 
a little bit more difficult for me personally. Um, cause I could genuinely see this going either way. Mm. Um, I, I am not a doomer for the shock. Even, even though I predded trick room to beat the shock. And I also would have probably predded uh trick room to sneak out of groups, even though they didn't. Um, just on the basis of where they were in the meta and, mm-hmm. you know, ping diff and all the other things that were, you know, already discussed. Um, I don't think that what we saw in game one for the shock is going to be indicative of where they're going to end up come week three. I mean, we have to remember that there is plenty of time for development sure. between exactly. what That's we saw saying. versus trick room and where we will see them come time to take on what, what I assume to be the outlaws. Obviously, we don't know yet, but if this is the matchup here, this is a tough call to make, an extremely tough call. Um, and I think at this point, I would maybe be flipping the coin almost because if I look at, if I look at um, Shock, I'm not as down on Hisang, uh as, as like Dor is, for example. I think he's saying will certainly kind of fall into uh, where we set his expectation, which is obviously extremely high. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of this is going to come down to just making sure that they're more prepared and uh, more cognizant of how to play right now, like where where things are at in Overwatch right now. Right. Um, but obviously, the potential, the ceiling is is super high for them. Um, and on the other side of things with Houston Outlaws, this could very, very, very easily be a team that is like the reign of their group, like unbeatable, mm. like how is anybody going to take them on? They could easily be that team. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say, I'm going to say shock. I'm going to say people are going to doubt shock. They're going to work their asses off over the course of two weeks. Mm. And even though there's going to be some ping issues, I mean, maybe right? Like they maybe m- maybe they will be in NA by that time. We don't know, right? Like, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. yeah, I'm 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 gonna take I'm gonna take shock there. Could go yeah, either choice. way though. Could go no, either way. That's smart, Yurks. I like what yeah. you did there. <laughs> um, what do we got here? So or back up to the right. mayhem, defiant. Uh, And everybody, I came in and I didn't look at your guys' brackets and I thought I was doing things that like <laughs> people weren't vibing with, but now it's like everybody's vibing with. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a tough call. I mean, you guys know me. I'm a big Sun One believer. Mm-hmm. I think they're fantastic right now for the same reasons why I think they'll do... I expect them to do well versus Spitfire. Um I think that they'll be pretty good, just generally pretty good in this meta. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll, I think they'll topple Defiant, um, and move on. Uh, I I still love the Defiant though. I still love what they're capable of. Those are players that, you know, I've been commentating and, uh, you know, I've I've met them all in person. I've talked with them, uh, hung out with them, and like. You wouldn't believe the level of like camaraderie that exists between those players. And I, I actually I remember one of the last times I came on here, we actually had a quick discussion where Yiska was was doubting the friendship buff 
uh, at a time. And I j- I still, I'm so bought into the friendship buff. It's unreal. It's probably too far, actually. But I think it actually just does so much for a team, um, especially when you're talking about um, metas where that kind of stuff where you have to rely on each other um, mm-hmm. to a large degree. I think it actually matters quite a lot. You know, know who's also friends? Power, uh, eternal. Ooh, yeah. See, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and in post. We're gonna edit that commentary out. But <laughs> I think as well, it's something you can't underestimate with the Toronto Defiant. If there ever was like a coaching staff that knew how to work with the friendship buff, Casaurus mm-hmm. Wheats, No Hill. No Hill. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I think they actually have one of the craziest coach lineups in the Overwatch League. Like, I think given this, if I know I didn't pred them making it out of groups, but like. Given a little bit of time, dude, this team's going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think my biggest question with Toronto Defiant is what what can we expect them to play over the course of, you know, their entire group? Like, are they going to come in yeah. and play one thing and adapt and pivot to something else? Is that going to cause problems for them? Are they going to come in and are they going to be incredibly confident in what they're going with and it is going to work out? Because that's the only question for me. If mm. they find something that they're confident on, they will dominate. There is no question with, with regards to that. There is no question. I just don't know. I'm just not sure. I'm not doubting. I just don't know right. um, mm. what they're going to come in with and if it's going to be as good as what other teams are coming in with as far as compositional choices, strategy, and, su- and, and stuff like that. Because in the past, we have seen... This group of players, this collection of players, falter slightly because they were just a little bit behind on meta. I'm looking specifically at, what was it, March, April 2021 with Rush and Rush Vival, where they did not win that Contenders Tournament because they were just a little bit behind on the meta. And they got caught up very fast, but sometimes you just don't have enough time. And that is very much the case with this tournament. Mm. Um, So I will say mayhem. But another match where it could go either way. I don't know. <laughs> um, give me rain. Why are we even talking about it? Yeah. Hard to argue. Then the final, you got Mayhem, someone coming in. Is do he going to take it? Do it. Do, do it when none of us had the balls to do. If, if, it makes, <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I do have a running bet. I don't know how I've racked up so many bets. Uh, <laughs> that if Atlanta don't make it and win the Pro-Am, I have to eat a shoe. Oh. Or a shoe-shaped bake <laughs> good. Uh, I do hope that happens. So, <laughs> in a way, in a way, there's a win for me here. Either yeah, there's way, like right? a, you, have, you have a win-win possibility here. Like there's that's a, a win. View. Yeah, there's a win. There's a win-win scenario here for me, which is to go with what everybody else has gone with and what my gut and everything, my gut, my brain, everything tells me rain here. And for that reason, I will be taking the rain. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> can, well, there we have it. Yes, Ka? Can Can I say, part of me still uh-huh. believes that, I, I don't know when it will happen this season, and it very likely won't during Pro-Am, and it's zero mm. leaks, but some part of me still feels at some point in the season, like... Toronto is going to play, Boss Music will be playing, and Reiner will be on that team. I, I still True. think this is a v- very real chance. I think, I hope they stage it that way. I hope it doesn't leak, and it, I hope it just happens. 
please finagle with um, Blizzard that, I don't know, Reiner can play on Kulush's account if you scrim and whatnot. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> just sneak that boy in. And um, then, if that was the case, I would be much more confident in, uh, in, yeah. in that tier. I, mm. I would say Toronto would move to Grand Final if Reiner was on this roster. Um, just because of the flexibility that they that they would then gain at that role, and I yeah. think Reiner was also like someone. I remember coming into last year, a lot of people were asking me. I was getting actually like kind of flooded with DMs by a lot of people um, in the league that were asking me about you know what to expect with Reiner and stuff, and um, and even in the, the community as well. And I mean. I said it then and I'll say it again now. If there is a point where we do see Reiner this year, and I don't I don't I genuinely don't know. I have no idea. Mm. Um he is still someone I I think he proved it last year, but before he even did that, I was fully behind as someone that could be like a potential solo carry tank player. Like he could probably play almost anything as long as you give him opportunity to develop on that hero. Um, but certainly the things that we know he's strong at, he is incredibly strong at and amongst the top uh, in that role. And I still firmly believe that. I know people still won't commit to that because it's an NA player. And for some reason, that means that they're just not allowed to be top like three, four, whatever in their in their role. But I still believe that. So, yeah, if he came back, oh, man, I would be putting Toronto higher just because of flexibility. But the rest of the roster is still great. And I think they're well-deserving of a top-four finish, if not maybe even higher. Yeah. Agreed there. I think that was kind of my assumption coming into the uh, the offseason was that Toronto was going to pick up Reiner, get the AT core, and I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that could give that could give ATL a run for their money. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm a little NA-pilled. Like, that's a good <laughs> team. I drawn in, the, in some of these scrims. I don't know if he's, you know... If he's cooking in World Cup trials, but I actually ran into Hydron in a game, like in, oh, right. um, yeah, he was, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to give too many details away, um, but I will say that there is no one, and I have played with a lot of these players actually, like in ranked queue. Mm. There is no one I have ever played with that I can think of that has ruined, and I mean ruined, a GM <laughs> lobby like Hydron playing Widowmaker on Circuit Royale. There is nobody that I can think of. I yeah, I'm gonna, dude. Nobody. Dude, you, you gotta you gotta watch the USA. You gotta watch the USA trials, dude. Oh, I I saw Spire on Circuit. I did see a Spire. Junkertown. Yeah. Oh my god. I did I did indeed see a Spire absolutely clap the boy Hydron. And that is certainly something um that I think a lot of people actually in the scene maybe not surprised about aspire is an incredible widow maker mm -hmm. um but uh but yeah i i do think from personal experience at least hydron ruined a ranked lobby uh he was on my team and the game was ruined because i didn't have to play mm -hmm. so <laughs> i just sat there and afk'd with the rest of my team while this widow maker just absolutely obliterated the entire lobby and nobody was able to get out of spawn Jeez. so yeah kids the truth I heard it. I think uh, I think you gas them up. My DMs. Uh, I've seen the truth. I think I've only gotten gotten to like them a little bit more with some of these scrims, and I expect them to do quite well. So yeah, if if Toronto ends up with a Reiner pickup, 
just top deck Reiner. Like that's 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 maybe pushing into championship territory, or at least fighting for it. And this is not that's, a slight to Kalush, right? Like I, I no, feel not like, at all. That's that's yeah. you need Kalush to get there too. Like he's yeah, gonna be a part of that mandatory. team. Yep. Yeah, like, all these pieces matter. Like yes. I, I think a lot of people would look at some of these uh, and, and maybe slight a player. Like, oh, you don't get there um, because you're missing like a tank, but that's not a slight against Kalush. You still need Kalush. Like, oh, maybe you know Sam or Speedily don't fit into. No, you need those players. Yeah. Sam and Speedily are mandatory requirements for this team to be rated as highly as we say they could be. Um, yeah. Majed, another prime example. Even though everybody is talking up OG Ultraviolet, Majed is a major factor in this roster and why we're putting them like why everybody puts them highly. Majed is a massive piece for this as well. Even though the expectation is OG UV, Majed still matters big time. I agree. Need those double flexes. I, I'm I'm super. That that's actually one of the things I'm most hyped about. Like I feel like with the 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 narrative when this when the AT core first came into the league was. Like there are definitely. I think like for instance people probably had Hydron towards the lower end of the distribution of those players' expectations. I feel like a lot of people were very high on uh, Ultraviolet. Mm. And that sort of didn't happen. And I think Ultraviolet even agreed. I think, if I recall correctly, like I had those guys in the Toronto interview rate their rookie th season. I think Ultraviolet gave himself like a 3 or a 5 out of 10, right? I've, I still feel like he has a lot to prove. Mm -hmm. Um and ultraviolet yeah has a much higher ceiling than what overwatch league fans have seen for sure I mean, if we saw like a little bit of it lines, at the start of the season yeah if we want to talk support lines i'm actually starting to look at this team like dude this team looks like they could go they could do whatever they want during the season and then just yep. go undefeated on circuit royale yep like sir majid ultraviolet double flex <laughs> Kaluj yeah. on sig and then just hydron and whoever the fuck else they want to put in with it, like that yeah, goes it doesn't even matter crazy. at that point. If, yeah. if it's like Echo, <laughs> it like oh anymore. man, just let Speedily go crazy. But yeah, yeah I, like Hydron, Ultraviolet, Magic, dude, Circuit Royale is going to be owned by this team. I, I'm, I'm gonna. Act, I would. I so wholeheartedly agree with you, unless Houston Outlaws didn't exist. I, I mean, Atlanta, no. Uh, Atlanta too. Yeah, no, Fucking another Vigilante crazy flick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude. Look. Yeah, lip, Overwatch lip on where, yeah. now. Yeah, yeah escort is going to be know. a bloodbath. I, I, I don't see it. I don't know. I don't see Atlanta in the same complete way. I don't, no, I'm not buying it. I, I still think, I still think, Toronto solos circuit against everybody. I'm here. That's for crazy. It. It's, 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 it's going to be a correct. Like this season is, is heat. It's crazy. I think there's season. a lot of a, this is a great season. I think we're we haven't even necessarily gotten APAC yet, and I'm <laughs> I'm chomping at the bit to get there. Well, we gotta we gotta wait for a few things to come in. Yeah, we, there's 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 definitely some some legwork to be done there wholeheartedly. Um, and as we wrap up, I want to thank you guys for coming on, doing the brackets, talking shop, sharing your thoughts about pro am, and and hats off to you guys for putting on uh, one hell of a performance. Um, with, with you know that opening the show for sure um before we close things out yiska what's coming down the pipeline for you um i'm just trying to get some more team interviews this this week was like a lot of uh unfortunate situations where they just had to be canceled so 
Looking forward to bringing more next week. I think uh, my editor, Elliot, is uh, not available anyway, so that would have probably clogged the pipeline <laughs> anyway. So fortunate coincidences. But um, yeah, no, like working on that and uh, a bunch of stuff behind the scenes. Nice, nice. And for the two of you, Herix, is there anything you guys got cooking? Anything fun coming up? You guys do anything? Uh, we'll, we'll have announcements coming soon. Um, uh, yeah, we'll see how that, that stuff pans out. But um, yeah, nothing nothing too crazy. Expect the expected, I guess, in that regard, right? Fair play, fair play. Tora, I know you got something cooking. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I was fortunate enough to manage to uh, grab co-streaming rights for the rest of Pro-Am. Uh, so here is the the YouTube link. And also, so yeah, that's going to be going down uh, at Dora Square Castle on YouTube. I'll be co-streaming pretty much the entirety of the rest of Pro-Am. On top of that, tomorrow, which I don't know when this video is coming out, but tomorrow, oh. the uh, the 30th, before mm -hmm. Pro-Am co-streaming, I'm going to have a video breaking down a lot of things that went down in the USA closed trials. I'll probably run it back again uh, following some Pro-Am stuff and whatnot, mm. uh, but I've been getting a lot of stuff down the pipeline. And so if you guys want to check that out, check the, the YouTube channel out, it'll be co-streaming and having a few more things regularly done for it uh so yeah yeah oh after you immediately when you're done watching this go watch door's video about closed trials because apparently that's just juicy as all get out apparently hydron's popping off i've getting dms that super might just steal the top spot might be coming back <laughs> unretiring himself for a for a gold medal i don't know shit's crazy go show some love there um and i think i hopefully by the time this comes out i'll have a little bit more info on a possible trick room interview so that possibly Ooh. might be coming down the pipeline we've got power rankings we've got shit coming down it's getting late i gotta get these guys out of here so that's gonna be 289 we'll be back uh next week hopefully uh should uh for more pro-am stuff so stay tuned support overwatch and we'll see you goodbye <laughs>